Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, the Sunday League Show, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to Selk Grassroots, the podcast network that brings you the Sunday League Show. This is the Sunday League Show, where we'll be bringing you all the news, reviews and interviews from Westfa, the OBD SFL, Southern Sunday and the Quarter Municipal Sunday Football League. This podcast and all of our podcasts are sponsored by the Down to Play app, Match Arc, Magpie Recruitment, Skipper Sportswear, at NJPGD, Borden Sports Youth, Grassroots Football, GRF, Awards FC and A-Rush Laser Tag. Our charity 11 team is sponsored by Player Packs, Borden Sports Stop Bullying Campaign, Black Eagle Athlete, Arithmetic Accountants, and our shirt sponsors, front of shirt sponsor, is at NJPGD. Let's get on with it. Welcome to Selk Grassroots, the podcast network that brings you the Sunday League Show. This is the Sunday League Show, episode 12. Uh, first up this week is Graham. We'll have the usual gang of Gibbs, Jamie uh, and Roger. No quarter municipal games were played this week, so we're not going to have a review. And we're also going to put all of the all of the um, sections together. So we're just going to have four sections to the podcast this week for each league. So many few, so few games played, should I say, that it seems silly to have a two minute section for the results and then go and have um the predictions on the other side so we're going to condense that all up and sorry for the for the uh reduced show tonight it's usually four hours and and it usually fills up your morning and gets you to lunch on a on a tuesday i think but this morning you probably get to 11s and and get a cup of tea out of it if you're lucky <laughs> uh, we also have uh the quarter municipal intermediate cup draw that will be uh the last part of the podcast so uh for all of you guys who are tuning in It'll be, you'll hear uh, Roger's predictions and then the cup draw uh, at the end. But first, and we like to mix up the order. So I'm not going to say most important, but Sir Graham Rodva, you are with us. You're opening the show this week. Um, all over so, uh, social media, again, your your exploits on rainy days is earning you uh, plaudits and and applause from the, from the, from the grassroots community uh, far and wide. Uh, firstly, congratulations on all that stuff again. Uh, but a wet Sunday, uh, it doesn't help the the uh, summer Sunday fixtures, secretary, does it? Uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, hello, hello. <laughs> it's a lot better Monday morning than it is Sunday morning. I can tell you, oh, it was awful out there yesterday. But I, I think we were prepared for it. I think we knew what was coming. Uh, we're quite fortunate now. You know, you get apps like the Met Office and whatever, you can get like the radar and it tells you like how many millimetres of rain is going to come. So, yeah, I, I was up early yesterday and I just thought, 
yeah, I can't, I can't allow just you know a few thousand people to travel to football with that hope and with that expectation when it was completely unrealistic. I think what I got, I think, from looking at pitches yesterday is they didn't appear to be too cut up, actually, from the Saturday games. I think the rain on Saturday wasn't as bad as what no. I think it was expected. Yeah. And the reason for that was is because it came on Sunday morning instead. Yeah. But it uh, did, didn't it? But, but I think the thing was, is that, you know, they didn't appear to be too cut up. It literally was the volume of standing water. Um, the pitches literally were. The word waterlogged gets used far too much. But literally, I mean, you probably saw on some of the videos just that the puddles were crazy. But, yeah. uh, I mean, you know, uh, sort of, I could have gone out even earlier, sort of seven, half past seven, and deemed pitches to be playable. But, of course, by the time you then get to half nine, ten o'clock, just before the kickoff, you know, everyone's turned up and then they're waterlogged because the rain just wouldn't stop coming down. So it was one of them, one of them games. I think we had 52 scheduled. I think we ended up with what, uh, six or seven games, I think. Seven, at the end. yeah. Seven. Um, it is what it is. You know, we yeah. know that we know that it's winter. We know that the, the rain is going to going to come down at some point we know that we're going to get disrupted weeks this week was a disrupted week i'm i'm being quite i'm being quite um level-headed and quite calm about it i think if this happened for like three weeks in a row i'd start to panic but i'm all right at the moment <laughs> yeah one week's not too bad we can handle one week but uh not too many more please uh we even saw 4g pictures uh waterlogged yesterday that's our bad over, over this way uh, down at Sporting Club Thamesmead. Uh, I saw the, that, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's how bad it was. And it was heavy. Uh, I tried to get rid of my game yesterday. I said to uh, Mrs. Selk that, oh, do you know what, I'm just going to see if so-and-so wants the game because I can't be bothered to go out. And this is, she said, no, I want the 45 quid this week. So go and go. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks she'd promise the kids something. So, uh, yeah, I got sent out. And, it, and actually, do you know what, for the first half an hour of the game yesterday, it was bad. But once we got to 11 o'clock, it was it was okay. I was on a four G pitch yesterday, which was which was great. Um, they certainly yeah. come into their they certainly come into their own in this sort of condition. But um, yeah, I mean, if we not we didn't have the three G pitches yesterday, you know, we'd just struggled to get any games played at all. We'd have been a bit like Croydon. I mean, it was extraordinary. I mean, I I, I did my grassroots. I spent my um, sort of first ten years of my sort of Sunday League refereeing career and sort of league committee background on the Croydon Municipal League and. One thing I was shocked at is, you know, there's no Pearly Way this week. I mean, Pearly Way would have been lovely to play on yesterday, but bloody Croydon Council haven't marked the lines. I couldn't believe it. Well, this is a this is a conversation piece that I'll have with um, Roger later on in the podcast that, you know, the, the, even if you're paying 80, 90 quid, which is cheap for a pitch, especially over this way, the bare minimum the council can do is is, is mark the lines out for you. That's the that's, easy part of the job, isn't that's it? That's the easy part. You can water the paint down. Just get just do it for one game. Water the paint down if you, if it's just going to make it make a load of games get on. The Croydon Municipal League relies on um, Pearly Way. That's their that's their mecca. That's your. That's it's your... always been that. That's how Clapham Common. That's that. That's yeah. their equivalent. And it and it always in the time sort of twenty odd years ago that when I was with that league, you know, I was up Pearly Way refereeing every single Sunday practically. Up that hill, wind, rain, snow, sleet, blowing in your face. I mean, honestly, if you think um, it's cold in some of the places in London on a Sunday in winter, it isn't. Go to Pearly Way and you take <laughs> that wind, mate. I'm telling you, it is bitter. So I think that's where I almost cut my teeth. So, you know, I don't really feel the cold too much now. And people go, why don't you feel the cold? I said, look, mate, I spent 10 years every week on bloody Pearly Way in T-shirt yeah. and shorts in the winter. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm doing all right here. 
I'm the same. I get a tan in January as well. <laughs> if there's any sun it's at true. all. <laughs> uh, let's get into the Southern Sunday results. Not too many to talk about, but uh, some There's a couple of crucial about. results in yeah. terms of the games that were played. There was a couple of um, couple of interesting scores in there. So it, it wasn't all dull. Always. Um, well done, Donald. And Putney Pacers were the first game up in the new Vulture Sports League 2. Um, well done, Donald. 3-2. Putney Pacers gutted to put in such a brilliant performance uh, after recent, uh, well, most of the season's been pretty pretty poor for them. Uh, not poor, but they've not got the results that they want. They would have wanted. Real done, Donald, though, getting a point, getting the three points on the day. Uh, but yeah, I mean, real done, Donald, that should have been a bit more comfortable, Graham. Hutley Pacers had a reasonably good start to the season, um, you know, got a few points on the board. And then in recent weeks, I think it's three league defeats now, I think, in a row and one cup defeat, I think. So it, it seems to have kind of gone the other way for them. Uh, 3-2, yeah, I, I agree with you. I thought that this might be a, um, a bigger scoreline in terms of the, the, the margin of goals. Um, but I, I think just in those conditions, and I saw a little clip, uh, you know, of the pitch yesterday, obviously, you know, it's wet. It, it looked particularly heavy. I think Dundonald, really, to be fair, would have just been grateful that the game, A, went ahead mm. and B, that they just got the three points on the ball because it keeps them in touch with Hampton and St Andrews at the top. So I think they'll probably look back at this in weeks to come saying, yeah, at least we played when others didn't. We've stayed in touch. Um, we're now on the same number of games. So no one now has got an advantage over anybody kind of going forward. And I think they've probably got a clear plan in their mind of kind of where they are at now and what they need to do. So, um, yeah, that's looking really good at the top of, of League Two. But, um, yeah, Putney Paces coming down. I, I thought they would have a better season than what they have. But, you know, maybe they're still waiting for players to come back and they're waiting for the squad to settle. But, yeah, it's looking like a sort of mid-table finish for them on yeah. the current projection. Plenty of football left to play for the Pacers. Uh, maybe they are setting the pace uh, and they're going for the whole. They're going for the whole marathon of, of this season, not just the sprint. Not for me. <laughs> in the JSF Plumbing and Heat in League Four, a big result in the league. We know what a stubborn team Parthenope can be. Uh, we've named them the draw specialists, but and Sporting Wep have been losing heavily uh, when they do lose. Uh, but when they win, Graham, they win handsomely as Great well. Sport in Wep, three nil winners against Parthenope. If we did have, we we didn't, we skipped our results of the week poll yesterday because we've had so many, so few games to pick, uh, and other leagues wouldn't have had one, so we just dropped it out this week. But this would have been in there, wouldn't it? This is, I think, I said on there last week, and I don't mean any disrespect to Sport in Wep at all. They were a really, really funny team. They're one of these teams that either win or they lose. Mm. It, it is really, really strange. They come up with that three nil, and that's a that's a good win on that pitch on that on that three G pitch. That's a big pitch. I think it's Parthenope's first defeat. I think they tweeted yesterday first defeat on that pitch. Um, that's emphatic. That's a really, really emphatic win. Now, bearing in mind, you know, the previous week, Sporting Wet were on the reverse of a four nil loss yeah. to Southside United. Yeah. How just how can you explain? That one week they lose to Southside United, who got their first win of the season 4 0, and then they go there on that 3G pitch, and then they then win 3 0 the next week. I, I can't work that out. Um, if there is anyone <laughs> listening from Sporting Web, please email selkpod at gmail.com and do let us know. Yeah. Um, that's balmy. That's honestly, it's it's strange. And you do think, you know, out of the what three defeats they've had, if they could even turn a couple of them into, into draws or even in one win. 
they'd be in touch with the with the top two teams in that division. So I think they just need to find their consistency. They've clearly got talented players. They've clearly got yeah. a good they've got a good squad there, but maybe they don't have that consistency where it's the regular or the same people turning up week in, week out. That's why maybe people are dipping in and out. We're only speculating as we always yeah. do because we need to produce a podcast, Andrew. But um, <laughs> uh, do let us know, Sporting Web. Get in contact with the podcast. Do let us know. And, uh, is, you know, is it different players? Do you give? Do you change it around? Do you give minutes to everybody? Do you spread it around? If you do that, that's not a criticism. You know, no. you're being inclusive, giving people a game yeah. of football. But... It seems like, you know, they've got a good squad. They've got some good players. They've got some good talent. Um, maybe they're not fulfilling their potential because they're not consistent enough. I don't know. All, all I am is just a contributor posing a question. <laughs> uh, it's going to be an interesting season for Sporting Wet with these types of wins and the losses they have. I mean, it won't be boring, that's for sure. Uh, oh, so the welcomed addition to uh, the Southern Sunday, especially as Graham says, from a contributor's point of view, uh, an intriguing team uh, to track. I'll have this, to ref them, Andrew, I think. I'll have to ref yeah. them, like I did with Parthenope a few weeks ago. Once you kind of ref a team, you can see how they're set up. You know, you can see how they're playing. You can see what the harmony and what the morale is within the team. And, yeah. you know, you get an idea of the system about how they're going to play. So, um, yeah, I might have to come and see Sporting Web. So I'm just warning you in advance, a league chairman will be near you coming soon. <laughs> yeah, and he does need a warning. Uh, in League <laughs> 5, <laughs> uh, champ, uh, runners up. From League Six last season, Poplar Rovers. Uh, their start to the season has been topsy turvy. That continues. They continue to prove that they are an attacking force, but at the back, they're very suspect. Uh, Graham pointed this out a few weeks right, ago. I and- could, right from almost week one, week two, I've been on on this. I'm like a bit of a man on his soapbox. Um, what a good team they are, Graham! But they lose four three to Westminster Wanderers. Not to that's not to degrade. The win, the, the day belongs to Westminster Wanderers. And I said on social media, I think to the club chairman yesterday, what a fantastic result that is against um, a top team in AFC, Poplar Rovers. But they're going to be absolutely cheesed off, the Poplar Rovers boys. I'm wondering what the hell's going on this year. Can I make a point, though? i done the Westminster third team against South City last week. South City beat them 5-2 in the cup game. There was two goals. It was 3-2 in the 90th minute. And I, I, I did say that Westminster thirds is probably the best game that I've seen South City get given for a long time. And I was very impressed with Westminster thirds. So I probably wasn't as surprised to see this result as probably people from the outside, because I knew what a good side Westminster were. I was really, really impressed with them last week. And, And South City are a top, top, top side. Poplar Rovers are a top, top, top side. So, yeah, I, I've got to say, I wasn't surprised by the result. The scoreline is, I think, just what you would expect from Poplar, really, this season. I think, you know, it is very topsy-turvy. You know, they've got to get out of this habit where they're scoring three and other teams are scoring four. Or, you know, you can't keep out scoring teams. What mm. is going on there defensively? What is the What is the mindset? What is the mentality? I mean, to me... You do the basics first, which is defend. You give yourselves a platform. They've clearly got firepower and they've got... The we know they've got goals. Dar- we know Darius, that. Darius Haravi is, is a goal machine. He's, he's this, a, he is a machine. Team. He is a machine. It, it, it's a freak. It's madness, you know, the, the, the number of goals that he gets. It's crazy. But he must be so frustrated if he keeps putting the ball in the back of the net and yet he's watching the defenders <clears> at the other end. Yeah. That must drive you mad as a striker, mustn't it? If you're, if you're relying on scoring four and five goals a game to win a game's games of football because it's a struggle at the at the defensive third of the, the of the pitch 
it's asking a lot, isn't it? And that's not how that's not how you win titles. It's about accountability and it's about responsibility and it's about people doing their jobs and taking responsibility for doing their jobs. And if the forward players are banging in threes, fours and fives every week, which they are, you then would get frustrated and then you would look behind you and said, look, fellas, you know, I'm doing my job. You know, I'm banging the goals in. I can't do any more. Um, I, I did pose, though, a few weeks ago. Maybe it does start with a forward line. Maybe they need to be a little bit more defensive and maybe score less goals. Maybe that balance then will, you know, give that little bit of protection maybe to the back three or back four, whatever its system it is that they're playing. And um, maybe they need to start defending as a team. And maybe that starts from the front. I don't know. Again, I'm a contributor just speculating. And um, (laughs) I'm a football administrator, um, Andrew. I know nothing about football, as you know. Yeah, even this weekend, we've had the the comments made on the podcast or predictions made on the podcast thrown at at various contributors uh, in games, which resulted in a red card being stuck up someone's nose yesterday. Um, but uh, yeah, please don't take anything we say seriously. We're just trying to talk. We're trying to make about. a podcast, you know, trying <laughs> to shine a light yeah. on grassroots yeah. football. And um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm seeing Poplar next week. So um, I don't doubt I get hammered for everything that I'm saying. And um, <laughs> they know, they know I like the banter and I'll be giving it to them back. They know that. So that's fine. In league eight, uh, St. Matthew's project B, uh, score and concede a lot of goals. Uh, they they're not a bad little team. Uh, this week, um, they've stuck with their reputation and they win ten four against um, the Peckham Cosmos team, who only started their season last year uh, last week. Very much finding their feet still, um, but to score four goals is a massive positive for the Peckham Cosmos boys. Um, this week, that's a, that's green shoots of um, of positivity for them, and and that's looking good for them for future weeks. But so Matthew's project B, ruthless uh, in scoring 10. I tell you what, we and I've got good fixtures, Secretary, on this league. Bearing in mind Peckham hadn't played a game until two weeks ago. What is it about the fixtures, Secretary, that he put this game on a 3G pitch and he knew that it would get played because Peckham was so behind in games? It's extraordinary, isn't it, how it happens? Yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, obviously, you know, that's a big tick, isn't it? That is a big tick. Again, you know, they've gone into the second week. Obviously, they've got their squad together, which is good. Four goals on the on the board. That's going in the right direction. Obviously, nobody's going to want to have conceded, uh, conceded 10. It is a big pitch over there. And if you're not fully up to speed in terms of your fitness for the season, St. Matthews are kind of well into the season, seven games played. Their preparation, it's a bit like looking at this as a pre-season game where you've got a team that's playing their first or second pre-season game against a team that's played their sixth or seventh. The advancement, and there is going to be a goal and there is going to be a gap. Peckham just need to try and get a run of games together to try and get that sharpness and try and get up to speed. But I think it's a tick in the right right box, in the right direction, four goals. Obviously, they've got some work to do defensively, but... This is only going to get better in terms of getting games played. They just need more games and, and minutes under their belt. So, I, I'm, as I said to them on, on uh, the old socials yesterday, you know, well done. At least you're getting out there, you're playing. That's the main thing. Obviously, it gives every other team in that division the extra two games as well. And we just want to play football. So, yep. fair play to Peckham. <clears> but, yeah, St. Matthews to put 10 goals in in a game. Um, is excellent. Um, I think they'll probably be disappointed they conceded four. It sounds a bit of a bit of a, a ding-dong match, but yeah, enjoyable one for the neutral. Yeah, congrats to St. Matthew's Project B. Uh, you see their goal, their goal scored and again, scored 27, conceded 26. Well, we said they, they do score lots of goals and they concede. <laughs> I mean, before yesterday, before yesterday, that would have been 
negative. Obviously, they've helped themselves massively with that one yesterday. But yeah, they score lots of goals and they concede lots of goals. Bonkers. Uh, That's just a bonkers goals for for and against ratio. That's absolutely strange. That is Sunday league. That is Sunday league football for you. In the best division in the Southern Sunday, the Selk Grassroots League 10. Uh, Just the one game, Exonians 2, Old Suttonians 1. Exonians, uh, good start to the season continues. uh, And their uh, consistency with submitting uh, a match report, Graham, continues too. And I'll read this. Oh, good, because they didn't send it to me. I haven't seen one. So this will be news to me this week. Okay. Hopefully it's better. And we've had clarification this week on, you know, the Dick of the Day Award, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> right. um, they, they definitely engage with us. They definitely listen, don't they? Yeah, yeah, it's good. That's what we like. They're playing in the best division of, with the best podcast in, in Sunday League football. Uh, and they want to be a part of it. And welcome By the to way, the have team, you won gents. your award yet? No, uh, the awards evening is the middle of November. Uh, which obviously is in Manchester and you're not going, but will you yeah. get notified? So basically, if you don't go, then that just rules you out straight away, doesn't it, or not? I, I don't know how these things work. If they're that, if I if I had booked, if I had ordered a whole table of um, ten tickets at hundred and something pounds a ticket, yeah, I'd probably get the gold award. I Do they think that you're some big company then that's got all this money or something yeah, rather than just so. a man sitting in yeah. his sitting room putting yeah. a, a podcast <laughs> together? Yeah, I think so, and I mean. Not just the ticket. They gave they gave you one free ticket if you were nominated. But get, getting, up, getting up to Manchester on a Wednesday off, on a Wednesday evening, and, and it was just not. It was just it's not a good night out, though, Manchester. You missed yeah, a good night out. To be I've fair, I've been there a few times, but um, but not I, unfortunately not just for a midweek, a midweek thing. So it, every year has been in London, but I'm only guessing the cost of living is hitting everyone, even these awards companies or these companies media companies that put on these award shows uh, and perhaps they've saved a few quid by putting it on well a Wednesday fingers crossed anyway fingers crossed for you my friend yeah, let's hope well let's get on to exonians and their uh match report uh, again they put something they put a hell of a lot of effort in but uh we'll we'll get through it uh in a game that was contested in torrential rain for much of it exonians ran out winners for the second time of the season against old Suttonians. Uh, perhaps the biggest narrative to emerge from Sunday's proceedings was Exonians disappointed at how they played, despite a win that consolidates their second place position. I'm going to add a bit here in the best division in the Southern Sunday <laughs> <laughs> in League 10, the Selk Grassroots League 10. Uh, the home side took an early advantage for a six yard box melee from a corner. Captain David Yates pouncing to head home. Uh, it was not long before they doubled their lead. Midfielder Ben Hodges netted his first goal for the club from a long-range drive that the Suttonians keeper could have done much better with. Oh, popped on wrists for the Suttonians, the old Suttonians goalkeeper uh, on the weekend. But- Butterfingers, isn't it? <laughs> Butterfingers, yeah. Uh, Exodia's remained in control for much of the first half, but lacked any fluency in their play uh, with their prolif- prolific in, ho- in front of goal. Sorry. I can't read that word. In their inability to put the game to bed allowed Suttonians to gain confidence and the visitors were soon able to reduce the deficit before the stroke of half-time. The second half was much the same story. Exonians huffing and puffing with excellent application, but lacking any cutting edge in the final third. Uh, Mercurial centre-back John Mulhern, perhaps bored from observing his side's lack of incisiveness, embarked on a number of buccaneering runs. What a lovely word. From deep, despite his team... Buccaneering, is that yeah. not an American phrase? It could be. Or Canadian. 
That's what it sounds to me. Anyway, I'm just a contributor. Ignore me. (laughs) Protecting their lead. Uh, Drawing the ire of his manager on the sidelines. Uh, Manager doesn't like his players to express himself. Noted. Uh, In the end, Axonians were able to see out the game fairly comfortably and will perhaps take solace in winning despite being nowhere near the best. Uh, That was it. That was, after all, a sign of good teams that has developed the winning habit. Definitely. Man of the match. George Stewart for another Andy Robertson-esque display at left back. Congratulations, George. Dick of the day, manager Ashley for turning up late and using some fruity language to tell John to stay in position in front of top scorer Harry's mum. That's a bit, that's a bit harsh to, you have to, we have to celebrate. We have to celebrate players express themselves on the pitch on a Sunday. Of course, that's what it's all about. You know, it's all the all the weekly frustration and everything else that comes out. You know, they were lucky to get the game on yesterday. No, you got to have a little bit of a rant and a moan, just as long as you don't do it at the ref and abuse him. Yeah. We're, are we back in the dick of the day shot then for Andy, the manager? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Anyone that's late, I think that's an automatic contender. It has to be, surely. Yeah, it has to be, surely. I've, I've been refereeing 23 years and never been late once in my life. So if I can do that over X amount of thousand of games, then there's no excuse. So he definitely qualifies. Sorry, Andy. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed as dick of the day on the Silk Grassroots podcast uh, on Monday, the 7th of November. Um Two other games, uh, two other cup games that took place yesterday. Uh, Argentina uh, played Northcote in the Silk Grassroots. Marcus Lipton Cup uh, and a banana skin avoided for the Argentina boys, but it's far too close for comfort for them. 4-2, they won the game uh, against Northcote, who get a free pass from us this season. Um, but a good showing of themselves made by London Northcote. But Argentina, uh, a good team. No two ways about it. Yeah, no, agreed. And, um, you know, we said, as you say, free pass for London Northcote. Obviously, they're getting a team out every week and they've been competitive. <clears throat> they have signed, excuse me. So they have, they are starting to sign one or two new players we can see that are coming through as well. So I think they've got a clear sense of direction about where they want to go. And they're obviously recognising that at the moment they haven't necessarily got the talent and ability in the squad and they're not quite good enough and they just need to get some reinforcements, which they seem to be doing. So... Fair play to them for that. As for Argentina, they won't care. We keep saying this no. about the Cup. They won't care. It's 4-2. They were the only second round game that was on yesterday out of three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve games. They were the oh. only game that went ahead. So they're the only team in the third round. So well done. Well done, Argentina. Uh, soon to have, or soon to reveal the Silk Grassroots logo on their on their shirt, I believe. I don't think it's been made public yet. I think you're going to see it next Oh, Sunday. no one tells me anything. Everyone tells you more stuff before they tell me. It's um, Something's happened in the last 18 months. I'm not quite sure what it is. <laughs> uh, in the Plumsy Challenge Cup, um, a Westford-led cup, charity cup uh, that invites teams from down in Maidstone all the way up and around to the Southern Sunday. Um, to enter and the money goes to local charities here. Brilliant cup that Graham I know has been open and uh, suggestive that the teams get involved in. Venezia Dons were one of those teams. They travelled over to the Theatre of Screams uh, Meridian yesterday uh, and sadly the trip, uh, they returned um, fruit fruitless uh, and they took a paste in against, I must say, I know the Barnos boys, a very, very good team old school with in their tactics um game management uh all that stuff is second to none but good players as well fantastic players 
Uh, Venezia Dons, good little run they've been on, comes to a crashing end with a 13-2 defeat. But we hear it could have been 16, the Barnos manager potentially losing track of the score yesterday. Um, but Venezia Dons, I mean, entering the cup itself is supporting charity. Absolutely. Uh, charity is one regardless. Um, Venezia Dons, bigger fish to fry, perhaps, uh, back in Southern Sunday. Yeah, they've got the their title. own cup. They've got yeah. their own domestic cup uh, exploits, which they want to uh, which they want to, to realise. So fair play. Yeah, well done to them for entering. I have to say, it looked like it was a, a, a quite a good game after nine minutes, but then I think it was 3-1 and I think it was effectively over from them. So it was probably competitive from the first 10 minutes, uh, four goals, but yeah. Um, well done, Barnas. We're very classy on uh, social media afterwards. We congratulated them uh, as a league. And uh, yeah, good luck to them in the next round. And uh, yeah, Venezia Dons, well done for trying something a bit different. Absolutely. Can't have a go at teams for, for supporting charity and getting involved. Can we give a shout out to Elton though, Andrew? Yeah, did you see that? Can we give Elton Rovers Elton a Rovers, shout out? Yeah. Can I just say, I thought that was, I think that's cost them about 600 quid for that coach yesterday. That was the figure I think I got quoted. That is brilliant. So they basically just went on the journey anyway, had a great time of it, had a few <laughs> drinks. I mean, I, I, honestly, it's heartbreaking for them. Absolutely heartbreaking. But it wasn't a Southwest, obviously, issue with weather yesterday. It was right across London and the Southeast. Yep. So it, it, it was just unlucky that it happened to just be on that week rather than next week. But fair play to the lads. Uh, they embraced it. They weren't moaning. They weren't whinging. They didn't complain. Hopefully they had a, a good day out over in the uh, the dark side, as they probably would describe it as London uh, in the southwest yesterday. So, yeah, great, great shout out to Elton Rovers. Well, I mean, you've paid for it. You might as well use it. They were going to use the money. They've obviously said, let's go over to Wimbledon. Let's have some breakfast and then we'll find a pub and watch the free games of football. And there's lots of nice pubs in Wimbledon and Clapham and all around. I mean, we've got some nice pubs. I certainly would say that. Yeah, that's what and I'm Sunday not a pub football's... fan. I'm not a pub fan, but we've got some nice pubs to be. That's what Sunday football is all about. And the Elton Rovers boys, they're a young team. They're a young set of lads. There's not one of them over mid-20s, but um, they've got that old school mentality. And that's why if you listen into the Westford, um, the Westford section, they interact with the podcast a lot and we interact with them because they know what it's all about and they, they embrace it. So, yeah, fantastic. And obviously Brixton Town. Um, trying to advise them on 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 where Which to go good. and all that as well. And, so. and, they'd, and they'd know a good pub, believe me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, that was brilliant to see. And I'm sure they'll get another coach if the, when whenever the game is replayed. Um, I'm sure they'll do the same thing. That's Fingers just crossed. How they are. Right. So no, no cut now. We're going to go straight into uh, the predictions section with our four games of the week. Hopefully, the weather gods are kind of us, as we said, earlier on the, the, the I think uh, we're going to be all right I think yeah, we're going to be all right from Wednesday onwards it's looking pretty good and temperatures are coming up so we might actually have some nice pitches with a bit of giving them by the next weekend uh, but firm enough to get the moulds back on and you might get a bit of um, you might get a suntan to your head again <laughs> yeah I'll get a burnt head again this weekend <laughs> happens every week actually that would be good <laughs> right four games this week uh, as chosen uh, by Graham a full a full programme of games planned, um, as, as we say. Let's hope that happens. Uh, first up is Swag against the Putney uh, 11. Uh, let's have a quick re review of their season so far. Swag sit third in the Grand Dodd, uh, Supreme Trophies Grand Dodd Premier Division uh, with three wins, one draw and a loss. 
uh, from their five games. 10 points, 25 scored and eight against is a massive improvement. Don't forget Swag last season were a bit goal shy. Uh, they've addressed that this year uh, and not doing too bad defensively either. Eight goals in five is probably uh, a few a few more than they would have wanted, uh, but it's been a good season for them so far. AFC Putney's season, uh, same amount of losses, just one, but they've drawn one more. So that's two wins, two draws and one loss for AFC Putney. Uh, scored eight goals in five. Uh, they won't be pleased with that and conceded nine, eight points uh, from their five games. They sit in fifth. So similar start uh, to the season for the boys. Um, Swag's last three games have been a 7-0 defeat of Ballum, a 10-0 defeat uh, away at Lazio and a two-all draw, interestingly, uh, on the 9th of October. So very much in the, in the, in the memory uh, two all in tribute to the man himself the last time these two played each other, Graham. An interesting one. The the goal scorers for Swag so far this season. Uh, their top goal scorer is Omran Gazim. Uh, he scored 10 in six. Excellent start to the season for Omran. Congratulations. Luke Leeper uh, has four in six. Uh, and Lewis and Louis Duncan has three in five, as does Ryan Pepperell. So good start to the season, night and day from last season, Graham, with their goals uh, at the start of this season. Uh, Putney, their last three, a one-all draw uh, to Venezia Dons in the Marcus Lipton last game played. Uh, they went out on penalties to the Dons. Uh, so that's disappointing. They beat the champions, Clapham Rovers, um, the week before that on the 23rd of October, 1-0, and they drew with Parklife on the 16th, 2-all. Mixed bag of results, really, for Putney. Started the season... Uh, well, with a good win in the cup against South London Giants, as as we would expect, but then lost heavily to Marcus uh, to uh, Westminster Wanderers. Sorry, and then it's been a bit of an up and down season for the boys so far. Has to be said, they started so well and so consistent consistently last year. Um, different, different this year, definitely. Anthony Adu is their top goal scorer with four in six. Tesla Low four in three. Uh, uh, Adam two has two in six. So. Smaller numbers compared to swag. Uh, Graham, give us a bit of a an analysis on this one. Oof. Um, so it doesn't get any easier for Putney. They were obviously supposed to play sporting on Sunday, just gone, um, which is why I threw them in, obviously, because the game was <coughs> called off yesterday. So I mean that was a that was always going to be a back-to-back double header that was going to be tough. Um, especially bearing in mind they lost, as you say, to the, the Venezia Dons in the uh, in the Marcus Lipton Cup on penalties. So they would have wanted the game almost to kind of try and bounce back you know, quickly yeah. uh, on Sunday and, but, but it just didn't happen. So, you know, that, that hangover, if there is one is, is going to go on for another week. Um, I, I think what I said last week in terms of the sporting Putney game, I think kind of stands for this game. I think it's still a must win for Putney. Yeah. And in some ways, actually, I don't think it is so for swag because they've got crucially, they've got a game in hand in the bank. So I think they can afford a slip. They won't want one, but they can afford one, and we know that Putney are no mugs, and we know that they're going to give them um, they're, they're going to give them a game. Um, swag scoring goals for fun. On the other hand, doing well to keep them out at the other end. Obviously, mm. a great recipe in football. Putney not scoring enough, conceding too many. Um, so I, I'm sure the predictors will probably go with the form guide and go with the higher placed team here, Swag. Um, but I think this is probably going to be a closer game than what maybe most people are expecting or anticipating. Um, so I think this is a, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a close game. Could be a draw, um, or this could be one goal in it. Either way, I think it's going to be very close. 
I've gone for 3-1 to Swag on right. this one. So that uh, would back up Putney concede too many goals, Swag scoring them and but not conceding many. That yeah. would support that. That's what that's that's the that's the mentality that I've taken into uh, predicting this one. Yeah, um, I can see that. It's going to be a real good game. Two teams probably uh, looking at last season as as disappointing in terms of what they where they ended up. Um, Putney going all the way to the end of the Prem Division um, title run. Swag never really in it, but they had a fantastic um, a fantastic London Cup run. Uh, they're out of that now, so now they can concentrate on the Southern Sunday stuff. And perhaps that's why we're seeing um, a better swag um, this year. Who knows? Uh, good luck to both teams this weekend. That will be an excellent game. Uh, Putney Town taking on London Ravens first. A good game in the to- in the match arc, Tony Eldridge Championship. Uh, Putney Town, new boys to uh, the championship. They've played five games. One win, two draws, uh, two losses. <clears throat> 16 goals scored in five games. That's about three goals a game. So that's a good start for them. They've conceded 11. So averaging a 3-2 win every game. Uh, but it's not it's not ended that way. They started the season with a massive big win, didn't they? And announced themselves to uh, to us on the podcast, at least. Um, but then it's been a bit slippery for them uh, from then on. Uh, London Ravens are their opponents. They were promoted um, from the uh, Bob Dixon League one last year. Uh, and they currently sit in fourth place <clears throat> after six games, completely consistent, two wins, two draws and two losses, uh, 16 scored and 14 against plus two goal difference. Two is the magic number uh, for London Ravens this season. Eight points from their six games. Uh, they must be look, they'll be looking over their shoulder a little bit at some of the teams with games in hand um, and wondering uh, where they're going to fit this season. Putney Town's season. Um, so far, our last three games will go to because we've got a lot of football on the board. Now, two one-all draws uh, in their last two games against Junction Elite first, which is a good point. Uh, and Weak Sheaf Athletic, uh, who did so well last season and haven't continued into this season. Um, so perhaps two good points there uh, for Putney Town. They also destroyed Old Sotonians uh, in the Marcus Lipton, avoiding the cup set uh, with a 10-1 win last time out in the league for Putney before that was a 5-3 defeat of a resurgent um, West Norwood. So they're definitely in the right division. We know they're competitive, Putney Town, uh, but they're not having it their own way at all this season. Their top goal scorers so far this year, Max Roberts, uh, eight goals in seven, in four games, should I say, eight in four uh, with four assists. Uh, Gideon Baffour has six in five uh, with two assists. Uh, Michael Asari, has three in three, uh, and Josh Hughes, three in one. So there's plenty of goals in that team, Graham, um, but their their goal difference uh, and everything is a bit is a bit fair to Midland. They're, they're, they're clearly a talented team. Uh, London Ravens, their last three, a 2-0 defeat of top deck in the Marcus Lipton, again, avoiding the cup set, 4-0 defeat of Cosmos in the league, uh, and they were beaten 3-2 by New Boys Carpet. We were, didn't get to see that top-of-the-table clash yesterday in the championship uh, between Carpet and Albion. Uh, but London Ravens know all about Carpet. Uh, their top goal scorers so far this season. Zach Johnson has seven in seven. Ricardo Barrett has six in eight. Uh, Joshua Anderson, one in eight. And there's a number of uh, single, um, single goal scorers uh, throughout the team. Graham, this is going to be a really, a really equal game, isn't it? 
yeah, so when we talk about the championship division, you know, we talk about it being unpredictable. We talk about teams taking points off of each other. Yeah. We talk about it being uh, really competitive. We talk about the unknown. I think this is just a classic, classic fixture that just encompasses all of them things and just really sums up what the championship has been and what it's going to be about all, all season. Um, I, I, I don't know from a Putney Town point of view how long essentially they can go with dropping points if they still want to have ambitions of finishing in the top two. They do still have that game in hand essentially yeah. on Albion, but nonetheless, the carpet are five clear of them having played a game less themselves. So I think we might be with Putney Town. I think we might be into must-win game territory. So I cool. think this is a... I, I, I do, Andrew. I really honestly do. I, I really had a look at this. I know that teams are going to be taking points off of other teams, but I just think that the, the two losses and the two draws in, in the, 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 the four games out of the five there, I just think that's just almost two points, too many points dropped already. Mm. And if they drop any more, I, I just think they're in really, they're, they're giving them, they're not out of it. No, of course they're not out of it because there's a lot of games to go, but they are not giving themselves a mountain to climb. And if you think they've got, you know, Surrey Cup, they've got Marcus Lipton Cup as well. They've got that on top. They'll mm. obviously have the Frank Blunston Cup to come round, you know, once we do the draw for that. Um, what's going to give here? You know, what is their ambition? Do they want a cup or do they definitely want promotion? I thought that they definitely wanted promotion. I think they, when they announced themselves at the beginning, I thought that was the direction of travel that what they wanted to do. Mm. But as we know, you know, there's decent sides in that division and Albion have had such a strong start as have Carpet. I think you mentioned Junction Elite there. You can't kind of discount them. No, not at all. And you can't discount London Ravens either. So if London Ravens go and get the three points in this game at the weekend, you know, it just leaves Putney Town a little bit cut off from kind of mm. those top two or top three. Um, so that's Putney Town, really. London Ravens, I think, you know, they've had a very, very solid start to the season, to be honest. I think, um, you know, they've been competitive. You know, they've taken points off of, off of people. Um, if they can just settle down and get that consistency, they can beat any team on that division in that division on their day. I, I think it'd be a big shot in the arm if Ravens could get the three points here. Um, I, I think so too. There's, there's a tendency to expect teams that were promoted from pre, from lower divisions to, to carry on that momentum. And, no, and that, I, I don't think you can always say no, that's going to happen. Not so in either. a division like this. This is no. a, this is quite a unique competitive division. Um, I think London Ravens have had a very, very solid start. I think they can be quite pleased with what they've done. They're still in touch. They've still got a, they've still got a shout. They're at the right end. They're not on the bottom. They're not at the bottom end. They're, they're not struggling. No. Um, yeah, if I if I was to if I was to be a predictor on this, I'd be sitting completely on the fence on this one. I would. I'd go with something like Desmond, probably. I would. I would. I just think you could just. There's so many. I mean, I think this could be a bit cagey as well. This could be a bit cagey. It's, I mean, they're but they're identical records, really. You're looking. There's nothing to split. There's nothing to split on Putney Town's goal difference. A little bit better uh, over five games than London Ravens over six. If Putney get the, the win, Putney Town get the heebie-jeebies. You know, the two draws, the two back-to-back draws. You know, one against Wheatsheaf, which nobody yeah. right from the beginning of the season form, and bearing in mind how Wheatsheaf have performed, nobody thought that that would be a draw. No, true. I, th- I think you're quite torn, aren't you? I, am. I would be torn. I would be. T- I'd sit on. I'd sit completely on the fence, and I'd take the splinters if it was me. To be fair, <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> London Ravens are in form. 
they last they've won their last two games. Putney Town are in draws. That's the that's the that's the bit that's that's the bit that's tipping me towards a London Ravens win, um, because Putney on the back of two draws and Ravens are are building um, a slight head of steam. I'm going to go for a two-one London Ravens win. Very close. Yeah, it's going to be tight. And as you say, if this comes back as a Desmond, then I'm not I'm not going to be uh, shocked in any way or any kind of draw between these two. Uh, but then Putney could win by one as well. That's this is this is this that's a real tough game to pick that one. I think that's uh, one of the hardest games in terms of all of the predictions of all of the games this yeah. year. I think that's one of the hardest. I think that's a bit of a stinker, really, to be honest. It is. Um, you're out of order to put it in. <laughs> <laughs> I think all those championship games, though, I think to a certain degree, I think they're all going to be like that. And as the season goes on, it's going to get tougher and tougher, isn't it? Agreed. It's not. It's not getting any easier at all. Uh, I still. I still wouldn't like to predict. I mean, Albion are in very much in the box seat. I still wouldn't like to predict who the top two are going to be in that division. Albion, as much as they could win it, they could finish third or fourth. That's just the division that it is at the moment. It's about. It, it'll be really interesting to see, kind of, once we get to the Christmas point, how many games we played and where teams are at. Yeah. You know, our team's going to throw other competitions under the bus in terms of like league cups, divisional cups, because they want to go out all out for promotion. I mean, to be a Premier Division team is something quite special, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, it depends obviously whether you like leagues or whether you like cups. We're both, we, we like cups. So, yep. yeah, it depends, you know, what side of the, uh, of the of the fence you want to sit on. But yeah, no, I, I think that is an absolutely superb game of football. It will be. The referee, whoever he or she is, on Sunday, it's got a great game. Got a brilliant game. Uh, everything that you'd want in a Sunday league game, that one. Uh, good luck to both teams. Uh, Putney Town, remember the predictions are only... Oh, that's bit, Mr. Steer, by the way. That's Mr. Steer on that one this Oh, week. yeah. He's giving himself a nice It would be, weekend. wouldn't it? It would be. <laughs> uh, it'll be a great game then. Um, good luck, both teams. Next one uh, is a Division 2 game. Uh, league 2 game, sorry. Club Football Val taking on... Chiswick FC Development Club Football Val um, sitting bottom of the Vulture Sports League 2 uh, table at the moment. Three games played and three losses for the Club Football Val boys. Only three scored and 15 conceded. Uh, minus 12 goal difference for um, a club. It has to be said, Graham, who we both expected to be doing a lot better than that. Chiswick Development um, are all about giving people opportunities to play football. Uh, Losing the title, I think you could say on that yeah, one. Andrew, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Thank you, Graham. Uh, sixth place in League Two. Uh, one win from their five games, four losses, uh, four goals scored and 15 conceded. So similar goal difference, minus 11 uh, for them after five games. Uh, Club Football Val are the home team. So let's have a quick look at their form uh, over the last three games. Uh, they lost to SW Lions uh, in the Chairman's Cup. They lost 8-0 to Magpie Recruitment in the Marcus Lipton uh, and they lost 5-1 to Putney Pacers um, in their league and they also lost 6-1 to Hampton Terriers before that. Um, a good win in the Chairman's Cup against Barnstormers 3-1 would have lifted spirits but really from the outset of the season, Graham, uh, from the 4-1 defeat to Real Dundonald, it's been a tough old year for the club football Val boys. What yeah. we can see though is that they are playing they are getting out there and they and they're playing their football, which is good. Um, they're very reliant on one man, it seems. Jeremy Awusu Ansa has six goals in his six games. 
and Conor O'Brien, one goal in four games. They're only strikers. They're only scorers, should I say. Um, so very, very lacking uh, in goals this season by the looks of it. They play Chiswick FC Development. Their last three games on the field, I should add, uh, on the 9th of October. They lost 4-1 to West Norwood. Uh, no, um, There's no disgrace there against the championship side. Uh, they in the in the chairman's cup, they beat Egg Fried Roos 4-1. They lost to Putney Pacers 3-2 uh, in League Two in their last uh, league game. They sadly awarded um Norton FC um an away walkover a couple of weeks ago as well, which isn't isn't good to, to hear. Uh yeah, Chiswick's main their their best result of the season uh, has been the Chiswick one. They got the win. Sorry, they got the win against Yeah, they did. So their win in the league was actually a walkover. Correct. So that's why I put this in. So basically between them, they haven't won a game all season. Okay. Um, yeah. Technically, I mean, they could be both on nil points. That's why I put yeah. the game in. Yeah. And I can see now. So thank you very much for that. Again, reliance on uh, one player. I don't know if they've put... Oh, no. Here we go. I haven't pressed the button yet. Uh, their goal scorers this season. Uh, Chris, Chris Kulabayi or Christ Kulabayi, um, seven in three. Uh, Amari Shand has three in seven. Um, Adam Abad has two in five. Uh, and Mashash uh, Kindundi has one in four. Uh, so they have got a few goals in them. Uh, as, as Graham's rightly said, no team have won. None of these guys have won a league game on the pitch. Norton sadly giving uh, Chiswick developing their three points. Not sad for Chiswick. It keeps them uh, in relative mid-table. Um, security at the moment but Graham this is a tough game um, two teams seemingly low on confidence and, and haven't really got going this season um, so this is going to be a real dogfight If you wanted a relegation dogfight you wanted an ugly game and I don't mean this with any disrespect to the teams you've got it here because they both hardly scored the three and four goals respectively their goal difference is you know in terms of conceding 15 each um, so totally wrong combination for football. They don't score and they concede too many. They're both clearly short on confidence. Um, they haven't got that winning mentality or that winning habit. Um, Club Football Vale have been on the receiving end of a, a, a cup set as, as well, you know, last week, which, you know, that might still be in, playing in the back of their minds. Yeah. Um, this is two really, really, really struggling teams, low on confidence and... I think both are going to look at this as an opportunity to really try and cement that first win. If you're Chiswick and you double your points total, all of a sudden you're up to six and you're, you're sitting comfortable in mid-table. If you're Club Football Vale, you lose this, you're still pointless and um, you're looking about where the next win is possibly going to come from. Um, they would be really, really starting to, to panic and starting to struggle. Um, this is not going to be one for the defences, clearly. Uh, this is going to be a high-scoring game. I don't think there's going to be any clean sheets. Do you think um, high-scoring? Yeah, well, it has to be. 15 goals conceded each. But they don't I, score I, either. No, but I think this is their opportunity. And as you okay. say, you know, they have got they have got players that, that clearly do know where the net is. And are they going to get those chances in this game? I think they are. I, I, I can see really, really high-scoring. I can see really high-scoring... They're both low on confidence. I think this is another one where you could sit on the fence. I'm going to sit on the fence on this one, but I know what you mean. The only, I guess you could say it could be high scoring because 
Uh, both teams are, you would expect them to be at the, uh, struggling at the bottom of the table from what we've seen. So perhaps the chances will be uh, more, more uh, there'll be more chances for either team to have against weaker defenses. I think there will be because it's against... on that 3G pitch as well. And it's a really, really big pitch. It is quite traditionally you do get quite high scoring matches there because it's very, very open, which is not going to suit defences, which is why I think it's going to be quite high scoring. Okay. I'm going to go for a Desmond on this one. This is, this is the, the Desmond I think game it could be more. I think it could be something ridiculous like 4-4 four, four or 5-5. Five, five. I think it's going to be, <laughs> honestly, I think it's going to be mad. Okay. I'm going to go with Desmond and that's my, that's because that's my, that's my draw uh, prediction mostly. I'm looking uh, but, forward to hearing what the guys say about that one because, you know, they might be kind of fooled. If they don't do their homework properly, they might be fooled with that one Chiswick win and yeah. they might just go with that and they might just ro- ro- uh, write club football veil off. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's a tough old game, isn't it? Yeah, it is a tough one. Right, last but not least, the popcorn. Ah, popcorn, the, popcorn, the popcorn, get it out. Popcorn, get the popcorn get... out. <laughs> We're starting. This is the um, this is the this, this is the game that is going to have all the popcorn. If there are any ground hoppers or anyone wants to go and watch an independent game of grassroots football this week, get over to Manor Rec one o'clock on Sunday afternoon, and um, you might see fireworks for the second weekend in a row. <laughs> it's definitely uh, it's a banger. A game. It is uh, League Six. Don't forget, League Six was won by Argentina last season on goal difference when they over then they turned their deficit uh around on the last game of the season with a five nil win or they won by the, the amount of goals it's four or five wasn't it on the can last anyone keep season? on top of that even now i don't think we can really no no this this game uh brings together uh the runners up popular rovers against the champions of league six last year argentina um in the first meeting i think between the two teams since that epic uh, end of season uh, finale in the 21-22 season. Um, Argentina obviously take the bragging rights um, over to uh, this one on Sunday. Let's have a look at the team so far. Actually, Poplar Rovers' start to the season has been pretty good overall. Um, they've played six. They've won three, drawn one, but lost two. Scored 20 in six games. That's outstanding, but conceded 14. Uh, might as well say that's that's uh, that's three a game conceded, uh, not the best uh, goal difference of plus six, ten points for them. Argentina sit fourth, um, four games played, two wins, two draws, no losses for Argentina. One only one of three teams in the division with Bluebirds and Westminster Thirds not to lose a, a game so far this season. Uh, scored eight and conceded four, uh, a goal difference of plus four. For the Argentina boys, averaging a 2-1 win each game they play. Eight points, so two points behind uh, Poplar Rovers uh, with two games in hand. Argentina holding the cards um, comfortably in their hands at the moment with those games uh, left to play. Uh, Poplar's last three games um, have been a mixed bag. A loss last time out against Westminster Wanderers Thirds, who seem to be in the title chat this season uh, in, the, in League um, 5 with their unbeaten start. Uh, they drew with uh, AFC Bluebirds, Friel, again, another team around them uh, at the top of the table. And they saw um, London Northcote off 3-1. Um, again, we're giving London Northcote a free ride this, this season, uh, being it's a Phoenix club. Uh, but uh, Clapham Rovers beat Poplar Rovers 5-3. The relegated Clapham uh, Wanderers boys beat Poplar Rovers uh, in that fourth game. Tracking back their goal scorers this season, you won't be surprised to hear 
Uh, two of them have the surname Harave. Uh, Darius is the top scorer with six in seven. Uh, and so and so Rob has four in seven. Aaron Shreve has four in seven, two. Uh, and Joshua Harris, three in six. We know they've got goals. Already nine different goal scorers um, for Poplar Rovers this season. That's not their problem at all. Um, Argentina, their last few games, they beat London Northcote 4-2. Both teams seeing off uh, London Northcote. Argentina doing it in the Marcus Lipton Cup. Uh, Argentina saw off St. Matthew's Project firsts in the league. A good win against a decent team on their day. 4-1, the winners. They saw off Indonesia Dons 1-0 uh, in the Chairman's Cup too. And they beat um, Dan Beeler, our own Dan Beeler's team, Clapham Wanderers 2-1, who have been stubborn this season. So that is going to be in my head. That wasn't too long ago. So we can't discount that result and their performances against um against Clapham Wanderers. Uh, the goal scorers for Argentina, uh, Lucas Martin, Gilles Ranetti has three in seven. Uh, Julian Anagoiti has two in five. Uh, Franco Petroni has two in seven. Uh, four other scorers of single goals there. For the Argentina boys, Graham, it doesn't need much of an introduction, this one. We've run through the, we've run through the stats there. I don't think any of that is going to matter. I think this is all boiled down to what happened last season. Um, there's only one man for the job to referee this game and to get it <laughs> and, to, and to see it and to make it the spectacle um, that it should be. We know both teams play good football. We know both teams um, can score goals. Um, this is just going to be such a good game. Yeah, no, <laughs> as soon as I put the fixture on... Um... Poplar came back to me straight away and went, oh, I guess you're refereeing this one. <laughs> and I went, um, yeah, I'm already on it. <laughs> I've told Mark, I've told Mark, I'm already on it. How could I pass up um, such, such an opportunity when I did the two games uh, last year as well? I mean, yeah, when you're talking about games of the season, I mean, this really is absolutely right up there. I think just get the table, get all the results, everything that's happened in the past. I think you just toss the whole thing out. I think it's totally, utterly irrelevant. This is all going to come down to guts, determination, commitment, desire, passion, work rate. This is almost the basics of football that are going to come in here. And, you know, it's about application. It's about attitude. And I'll tell you what it is going to be. About. It's going to be around call heads as well. Yeah, I was going to say. Because there are going to be flashpoints in this game there always are in these games there's going to be flashpoints who's going to keep their counsel who's going to keep their head at the crucial moment we don't want anybody going on silly sin bins we don't want people making silly tackles we don't want any of that and actually to be fair in the games that we've had before we've had little bits of that but but not too much football clearly has been the been the winner between the two sides so calm heads and I think, you know, from a popular perspective, they're going to have to get the defensive basics right. They're going to have to learn to defend properly. Like, you know, they gave away in a four all in the four all game last year. You know, they gave away some very, very soft, soft goals from their perspective. As from Argentina, you know, we know that they're going to be solid, particularly in midfield. You know, they've got real ball playing um, players who are really confident on the ball. Yep. You know, they've got people in there who are going to break up, break up the game. We know that Poplar are really good on the on the counter attacks. You know how high is the defensive line going to be from Argentina? Throw all these things into the pot. Are Poplar going to use what happened last season as their big motivation here? Because I think if Argentina win this game, um, 
you know, we really do have, you know, three or four teams in this in this title race. We really honestly do. Um, Poplar having played the more games, I think it's I think it's a must not lose for them. I think it's a must not lose, but they will want to get that first win over Argentina. So how determined are they going to be from Argentina? If you offered them a draw, would they be happy for a draw just to get out against one of their rivals and just take the point? They've got the two games in hand and move on. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it, it's it's fascinating from so many different angles. Um, it, it, it's going to be a crazy scoreline. And I've just seen what you've just popped up on the screen. And I just think that reflects what I've just said. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be like a game of ping pong, potentially. It is. Um, I think you're right. I think the team that wins this is the team that controls the emotions um, the best. I think both we know what both teams' strength are. Uh, Poplar will score goals um, and Argentina. Um, I don't know. I, I'm going for a 4-3 Argentina win. I, I wouldn't back against Argentina anyway, being that we're, uh, we're sponsored them on, on their sleeves this season. That's not, that's just me being unashamedly biased. I can't influence the result uh, in any way, shape or form. I'm just backing uh, a team with the Silk logo on their sleeve, but I don't think that's a silly uh, prediction. 4-3 to Argentina. Poplar will score. There will be a moment in the game, whether it's a whether it's a, a tug of the shirt and a, and a dogzo or something like that that ha- that happens outside the box when uh, Poplar are, are breaking or or likewise the other way of Argentina. I think um, these are the games that you get up on a Sunday morning um, to referee. It's not going to be an easy game uh, for you to referee. It's, you know it's going to be passionate and it's going to be two teams that des- are going to be desperate to get the win. Yeah, I, I mean we talk about calm heads. I need a calm head as well. Yeah, I need a do. calm head. So yeah. I've got a morning game on Sunday. I just hope that my morning game goes well, because if I go into the second game, if I go in stressed, that does affect your decision-making in terms of your tiredness and stuff like that. So I need to have a conserve my energy and have a good morning game. I think that's important um, to get that solid. And then in between, between driving between the two, it's really important that I get out of my head what has happened yeah. and then just try and reset um, you know, get some food on board, you know, get some energy back in because the referee has to have a good game in this game as well. It, yeah. uh, because if they don't, then it has the potential to affect the outcome. Indeed. Um, yeah, 4-3 to the Argentina lads uh, for me, the prediction. Thank you, Graham. Let's have a quick scan through uh, the, the rest of the fixtures for Sunday, the 13th of November. Um, Remembrance Sunday, don't forget, guys. So hopefully all your minute silences and on all that stuff, if you yeah. want to, do that. No, Hopefully we've everyone's... we've given out a league directive that's a minute silence before all our games next week, and that's afternoon games as well. So we issued that directive last night. Fantastic! If you can get your poppies, the sticky poppies, and get them on your oh, kit, they and... all they leave that residue, don't they? Yeah, on the they shirt, do. oh, it's quite hard to get off. I, so um, I I'll, I'll just go with I'll go with an old fashioned pin badge for me. I've got I bought an armband personally, um, oh, but yeah. Well. <laughs> hopefully the teams can do that and they slip so, down though armbands they're a bit of a nuisance on the yeah, arm though. they're not, a bit of a distraction when, not when you've got all right not i was going to say when you're fat but okay fair enough <laughs> some fixtures then uh, for me that's really rich a championship all championship promotion fixture uh, in the prem lazio taking on sporting continental we've seen some big continental wins against lazio and they'll be looking to do that uh, again this year and um, this week uh, and Parklife against Southwest Rangers, another good fixture from uh, the Prem. Uh, uh, Ballam taking on Westminster Wanderers, an improved Westminster Wanderers, also a good fixture. We've already spoken about the swag game. Uh, Cosmos 
against Junction Elite first in the championship is a, a, a lower, a bottom of the table or bottom part of the table fixture against a top team. That would be a good game. Wheat Sheaf Carpet, likewise, uh, bottom against top. Uh, South London Giants against Bath, an excellent fixture. Um, AFC South London will continue, look to continue their good season against Vale County. Uh, Wimbledon Commoners, London Hibs uh, is a flip so a flip on what happened last season. That's a good game. Uh, London Hibs probably going into that one as favourites. Buble against Hampton Terriers, another excellent game. Harbour against Real Dundonald, another good League Two game. Can probably stop looking at Harbour as the bottom of the table. Uh, they're they're on the way up. They had a good win the other week, uh, and I can see they need points though. They've they got do. to get they've got to they get will. a run of results together. They've got to because otherwise they're going to find themselves cut off. I'm sure they will. Um, I'm sure they will. Good teams don't. Uh, I mean, at the moment, I think they're um, yeah. Harbert Rovers haven't won in the league. No. Eighteen points off the top with four games in hand. That's a big deficit. Mm. Mm. Uh, Clapham Chiefs Dara is a good game in League Three. Uh, Ribblesdale Rovers. Uh, take on top of the table Wandsworth Warriors that's a tough game for the Ribblesdale lads good luck in League 4 Mortlake take on QN Tiga uh, and Sporting Wep top deck is a good game also Junction League seconds taking on Southside United uh, all good games this week I could have read the whole fixtures list out uh, Clapham Wanderers take on Ballam Badgers give Dan's team uh, a shout uh, good luck to you boys uh, Clapham Common London Ravens B also obviously uh, is us in League Six. We forgot to shout out League Five game. Good luck, Graham, on your popular Rovers against Argentina game. As I say, if you've got a tin hat that you can post me in advance, by the way, <laughs> yeah, you'll need it. LMT against Junction Elite Thirds in League Six is another good game. And my my boys, UBL CFC, go over to Ram FC. Uh, a good game in League Six. In League Seven, uh, some of the best, better games. ACT Arantes. Uh, on their day can beat anyone in League 7. They take on Rosendale Sports. They'll need to be at their very best this weekend. Egg fried roos for them. Uh, welcome Mondial B. That's a, that could be a massacre. Uh, the results we've seen London, uh, Mondial B get this year. Uh, yeah, that could be comfortable win for them. Uh, in League 8, uh, Ballam and Clapham Albion take on Old Town. Deportivo, La Carunia take on St Matthew's Project B after their good win this weekend. Uh, it doesn't get any easier for Peckham Cosmos. Uh, 10-4, they lost this weekend against uh, St. Matthew's Project B. Uh, they now welcome the Vauxhall Virgins uh, to Peckham Meyer Park on Sunday. Good luck to Peckham Cosmos. They're getting a free ride for the rest of the season for me too. Having resurrected yeah, well done to them season. for just playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in the best division. In the Southern Sunday, the Sepgrass Roots League 10. Renegades take on unbeaten Exonians. Uh, look forward to the Rats report next week, boys. Uh, my pick, uh, Wanderers FC, um, take on Junction Elite under 23s. Uh, and Dynamo London taking on uh, Broomwood FC. A good game, that one. In the Marcus Lipton Cup, Barking Mad, Selhurst, a good game. Borussia Bassi uh, against Clap Inter International de Football Clapham. Uh, Magpie take on East Putney. Uh, a few weeks ago, we would have worried for Magpie recruitment, but Putney seemed to have slipped um, off their form and Magpie look to be back at their best yep. so that could be a good game Merton take on Junction Elite Fourths Olympic Mayonnaise against a decent SW Lions uh, and last but not least um, looking to avoid the cup set this week Albion go to AFC Bluebirds um, that'll be a good game Graham yeah um, 
big pitch down at the uh, 3G down at the Aspire. Um, can Bluebirds come up with the upset? We'll see. Let's see. Graham, I look forward to speaking to you about more football next week. We still managed an hour, so not too We've done very well. We've done very well. It just goes to show there's, there's two old blokes who know nothing about football yeah. and we get an hour's podcast out of it. That's there not bad, is it? <laughs> not bad at all. Thank you very much, mate, and I'll speak to you next week. Have a great week. Thanks, Andrew. So now, so now for municipal section with Roger. Don't forget, because of the lack of games this week, we're going to squeeze both of the um, sections together this week. So we've got two results to talk about. That One that was given to their opposition and another one uh, that was played. Just the two results from Quarter Municipal. And then we're going to get straight into the predictions. And at the end of the podcast, you'll hear the Intermediate Cup draw uh, round one. Roger, we've done you dirty with the cup draws, haven't we, on the Silk Grassroots Podcast Network? This, this. No, well, no, I'm not happy with Gibbs and Jamie. <laughs> Definitely not happy with them. So, Spartans and Quad and JFC pulled out have a lot, different they've cups. They've got a lot, a lot to answer for. So, they have, so, haven't they? I know. Russell's, Russell's, Russell's got to one of them. I know he has. <laughs> Bertha's done you dirty. It's <laughs> Bertha's fault. We've got to blame Bertha. Yes, that's it. Well, if you got if you if you got if you're going to win these trophies, you've got to beat the best teams anyway. So that's true. Get them out of the way now. Exactly. Makes the final easier. Exactly. That's this is it. <laughs> <laughs> right. You'll hear the intermediate cup draw later on. That's for the the bottom half of Division One and Division Two, uh, he, taken from the 24th of October. Yeah, um, that was the line in the sand drawn. Mm-hmm. We look forward to hearing that later on in the he, podcast. He, he, he eagerly anticipated that draw. Yeah. Uh, South um, South London Union have been asking me every week whether it's going to yes. be out. It, it's going to be out this week, boys. Relax, relax. It's coming. <laughs> they fancy a cup run. They they seem to fancy a cup run. Then, boys, this season they do. Right, the two games played yesterday were both in Division One. Well, one one was played and one was a walkover. Addington United must have just been before the deadline this weekend to uh, they couldn't get a team out apparently uh, and gave PSG reserves. Over. We have got to petition Russell to gonna, let that one let that one go again. I'm, no I'm, one was going to play. And I know Russell does have some a little bit of good nature. I'm going to try and appeal to it here now, Russell. See sense, rearrange this fixture. Sorry, Let's PSG give. reserves. You got the silk sleeve. You got the silk logo on the sleeve, but they don't want to win it. No, that game would not have been played either way. Come on, Russell. Of course not. It's Come nearly, on, Russell. It's nearly Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> Let this be your gift to the Croydon Municipal. Yeah, the, commu- the community. That community. This, the Croydon Municipal Sunday Football League community. Yeah, I mean, it's rough, isn't it? If they, if they pulled out on Friday or Saturday or whenever it, whenever it was um, for the game, for the pitch to have been deemed unplayable anyway at Coney Hall, uh, let's not get on to the pearly way stuff. Well, let's get on to the pearly way stuff because... We've uh, we've got nothing else really to talk about. One one result, that's pitiful of of um, Pearly Way and Croydon Council to not mark the pitches out. That's the bare minimum that they need to do for them pitches. Forget so, cutting and rolling it. That's poor, isn't it? It, it, it yeah, there's, it's un, 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 unexcusable. Um, I mean the, the the league pay their fees. Um, you know we we pay for a service and and, and the service we have received so far this season has been has been appalling. Um, we've there's been holes in the pitches. Um, grass hasn't always been cut. Um, I know the line marking hasn't been great. Just a couple of times I've been up there this season already. Um, 
and their excuse was they couldn't, they didn't have any or the, they couldn't get any line marking paint delivered from the usual supplier. Um, I mean, I don't know why they just couldn't have gone down to the nearest hardware store. Or, or, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's it's just a poor excuse from Croydon Council and whoever it is that manages the the the, lot of the pitches there is. It's yeah, it's shameful. Really shameful. And as I said. The bare minimum you expect is for paint to be put on a pitch. It's actually work to put, to cut the grass and to roll it and to do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, but to put the paint down. I mean, even if they want to water it down to get it to make it last a bit longer, it at does. least they could do it and make and help it to last uh, one extra day. Yeah, I know. It's like I said, there's, there's no real excuse for it. I, I, just, I don't. I just don't understand it. And if I was, if I was. If I was in charge of pay, if I was in charge of the money in the Croydon League and, and paying the council, I would withhold some of it because we put, like I said, we, we pay for its service and, and we expect that. I mean, the grass cutting and the lines painted is, is the bare minimum we should expect. And if we're not getting that, then then the questions need to be asked and um, money should be withheld from from Croydon Council. The money, the money that these teams pay to play at these grounds should be the money that goes towards the maintenance of the pitch on a weekly basis so one use means it gets that money is is the amount that is that it costs to service that pitch for the next game if you tell i don't know what they're paying probably something around 80 90 100 quid something like that for a council pitch maybe more who knows scarily these councils like to take the piss on what they charge but um if they're paying uh, that money and turning up on a sunday or and the and can't use the pitch because the council have said there's no mark, there's no lines on the pitch. It's absolutely shocking. Absolutely mm-hmm. shocking. Yeah. Uh, let's hope that won't, that doesn't happen again. Um, Graham on the Southern Sunday section saying he spent many a Sunday refereeing on the Quarter Municipal League at Purley Way. Uh, and he was very saddened to hear that. And obviously it's, it's always on Purley Way. So this weekend we imagine the games would have been played if there were, Paint yep. on the on the pitch, and and we would have seen a lot a lot more games being played, which is a shame that it's come to something as, as stupid as that for games not to be played. A real shame, a real shame. Like you said, fingers crossed that it's it's the the first and last time that it happens. Indeed, uh, the last game, the or the last game in our run, or the the only game to be played yesterday, uh, AFC Shirley uh, and Santola got their game played um, two all at half time. Shirley making a good account of themselves. Uh, in the first 45 minutes, but Santola doing what they do best. Uh, they won the second half 3-1, Rog. Um, I keep saying it. I'm going to talk it into uh, existence. They they are proper, proper contenders for Division 1. Absolutely. Yeah, by all accounts, it was a, it was a, it was a really good game um, at, at Norman Park. Um the ref, I think the referee reported to Gordon that that she, it was uh, Abby, her name was. She really enjoyed the game. It was it was it was highly competitive. Um, she enjoyed it. Um, and it, I think it went to three three as well. Um, but so I mean, surely they can, you know, they they've been getting tonked this season. So there's 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 some fight there. They're, they're not dead and buried just yet. No. But yeah, Santola, they just keep rolling on. They just keep getting the results. Um, they are, like you said, they are the real deal this season. They are I the contenders. So. They are at the moment in my in my mind the favourites for the title. It's looking that way. They're a, they're a machine this year, and in in the toughest division in mm-hmm. the quarter municipal. Let's not let's not make any let's not under yeah. under talk this this division. Winning this division this year, it you know it's going to be a tough call. 
uh, if that person, if that team that wins this division, they could go on and do the Prem uh, season after as well. It's going to be such a good season uh, in Division One. Really yep. excited, really excited to see that. And no, no game for Sahar Eleven yesterday. So you, you got dragged around IKEA like lots of other people. Or did you trick the? No, I was, I was, I, I was working. So oh, I mean, okay. I would, I wouldn't have made my game anyway. But I mean, yeah. I was I was working and so it just saved me having to sort of run around, not run around, sort of call around Friday, Sunday morning, make sure everyone was was up and ready for action. Um, it just just means I could concentrate on work for a change. Yeah, it's nice. What's I know I don't manage to do any work on a on a, on a Monday at six <laughs> yeah. hours. Uh, the predictions then, Rog, for yeah. next week. Yes, uh, a full fixture list planned. The weather is yeah. looking kind to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Sunday the 13th of November. Let's have a yep. look uh, at our predictions. Games chosen, as usual, by Roger. Um, no movement in our prediction scores. Uh, now, Rod, I'm on 16 points for the season. Roger, you're on 14 points. Jamie's handed oh. over the, the points to me now. I'm in charge, so oh, no. it'll be a lot more fair. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, obviously no points added this week. Uh, four games. First one, Bosjam against Croydon JFC. Uh, all Prem division tie. Mm-hmm. Bosjam having an excellent season. Brilliant start yep. to the season. Uh, three games played, three wins, a plus seven goal difference. Obviously, nine points from their three games. Uh, they sit third in the division. Uh, least games played apart from yourselves in the league. So yep. to be third is a great one. Is a good one for them. Uh, top of the pile. Uh, five games played. Four wins and a draw are quid and JFC plus 11 goal difference, uh, 13 points. Bosjam's last few games uh, look like this. A 1-0 win against Team Athletic at the end of October in the Surrey Cup. Um, a 5-1 win against Southwest Football Club. That was the London Cup, I believe, or Surrey Cup. That was a county cup. Sorry, no information yep. here. Um, they're from the OBDSFL, I believe. Uh, and uh, in the league... They beat Addiscombe Casuals 3-1. No stats. No stats available for Bosjam, sadly. So I cannot give their their scorers um, a shout-out on this podcast. Um, Quaid and JFC's last three games played on the pitch. A 4-2 win against Saha um, 11. That's back on the 23rd of October. Before that was a 4-3 win against Selsden. Squeezing past even. Um, Celeste, uh, Selsden after being 3-2 down at half-time Quedden got the job done and the one before that in the league was a 0-0 draw against London Warriors Quedden JFC having a great start to the season something they didn't really manage last season their top goal scorers Trey, Trey Appiah has 4-4 four four. Jaseth Forrest has 3-3 three three. Joel Fagan 2-3 uh, Ryan Gondo uh, two in three as well. Uh, and then a number of single goal scorers for the club. Rog, last season, this would have been cut and dry. Um, Quid and JFC win. A home banker, uh, an away banker, even, shall we mm-hmm. say. Bosjam, the home team. Yeah. Um, times have changed, though. We're seeing a steely Bos- Bosjam this season. We're seeing a much more engaged Bosjam, maybe a Bosjam that senses this sil- this after last season's disappointments that this could be a season that ends in silverware. Um, yep. Are they going to get anything out of this game? 
you know what? I fancy him. I, I, I think I fancy him to get something out of this game. It's a, it's 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 a ten thirty. Yeah, I imagine. No, no it's twelve thirty at Pearly Way. Okay, forget everything I just said. No. <laughs> um, I still fancy them to get something out of the game, though, just because it's Pearly Way. Um, and I don't know if all of all of all of the JFC superstars will fancy turning up to a council pitch. Um, so I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say a Boss Jam win. Okay, I'm gonna say it. I think Boss Jam will nick this one. I'm gonna say. What do I? Yeah, yeah. We'll stick with Boss Jam. I'm going to say a 3-2 to Boss Jam. Core cool. 3-2 Boss Jam win. I've three, gone the two. other way. We've acquired in JFC win. Just the 12-30 um, yeah, yeah. turned that round for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go 3-1 to acquired in JFC. Um, they're in a good place at the moment, winning games of football. Uh, yeah. I know Boss Jam are as well, um, but just that extra bit of quality and those extra couple of hours seem to help uh, acquired in JFC along mm-hmm. nicely. Um, so yeah, three one for me, uh, and three two to Boss Jam for Roger. You'll hear all the other people's, all the other prediction predictors' scores later on in the week on the Sunday League Show Extra. Let's have a look at the next game. Uh, and I have to say, this is probably my favourite game uh, on of the four. This one, yeah. um, South Sea Wanderers from Division One taking on Santola from Division One. Uh, this is. This is brilliant. First in the league, first in the division, Santola taking on third, South Sea Wanderers. Uh, South Sea Wanderers, the home team. So let's start with them. Just a few stats. Hopefully they've entered all their stuff onto mm-hmm. time. Uh, South Sea Wanderers have played four. They've won three uh, and lost one. That one, that loss against Addington United, don't forget. Uh, plus 12 goal difference and nine points for South Sea Wanderers. Uh, Santola have played five and won five, plus 11 uh, that is efficient. Uh, two goals a game uh, average for the Santola boys. 15 points. It doesn't get any better than that. Uh, South Sea Wanderers, their last few games, a 4-1 win over um, PSG, middle of October. So they haven't played a lot of football um, lately. The last no. meet, the last meeting between these two was a cup game uh, and Santola came through on penalties 4-3 after a one-all draw. That was at the beginning mm-hmm. of October. So virtually a month ago to the day, these two will yep. play each other again. Uh, and the third game was against um, Addington United away and South Sea Wanderers beaten 4-2 uh, before that two comfortable wins against Shirley and Woodside, respectively. Um, the goal scorers for South Sea Wanderers so far this season, Max Wald has seven in four. Uh, Callum Hart has five in four. Uh, and Taylor Bennett has four in three. Uh, Leslie Adair also... Um, the fourth goal scorer for South Sea Wanderers is three and four. So all of their players um, are scoring and scoring well. Four goal, four different goal scorers, all with three or more goals for South Sea Wanderers. That puts them in a very good place. It does. Santola's last three games, uh, a 5-3 win this weekend, just gone against AFC Shirley. Um, a 3-2 win against Woodside uh, and a 5-1 win before that against Dynamo Duppers. Uh, started off the season with two wins against Addington United. Uh, and as I say, that penalties win against South Sea Wanderers. Watch, what do you think on this one? I know, it, it, I know it's going to be a real, real, real cracker of a game. Um, trying to pick a winner. Can I let you go first? You can. I'm just going to look at the goal scorers. <laughs> I'm just going to look at the goal scorers for Santola. Jardel Frere has eight in four. 
Yusumar Gonzalez has five in four. Uh, Danilo Espirito Santo has three in six. Uh, and Jelson Gomez, two in five. Uh, Christian Darius uh, Samar- Samaritania, Sam- Samaritanian, sorry, has two in six. There's a few of singles uh, goal scorers uh, in Santola as well. So they've scored eight. They've had eight different goal scorers. They're in a real good place at the mm-hmm. moment. My prediction for this one. Well, I can't back against Santola at the moment. They're just they're just in red hot form. They've played more football than South Sea Wanderers have lately. Um, where's the game being played? Coney. Oh, what a great what a great venue. Half ten. Oh, a bit of rain in there. This is going to be a war, isn't it? This is yep. going to be a war. This game. A good one though, not one yep. where people die and atrocities <laughs> happen. <laughs> uh I'm going to back Santola. It's going to be tight, I think. I'm going to back him to win. I'm going to back him to win 2-1. It's going to be tight, but oh, Santola are going to do the business. That's what I think. Yeah. Roger, what I, do you think? I was um, I was thinking along those lines too. I think the fact that you said South Sea haven't played for a number of few weeks now. Um, Santola have been playing constantly and winning. I think they're going to be high on confidence, especially... You know, I think I think the, the, the game Sunday I think was three all until late, so they scored two late goals to win yeah. that goal. Yeah, I just I just think they're in a, in in such a good place at the moment. I, I think that they, they'll beat most teams they come up against. Um, I'm going to say a high scoring game. I'm going to say four uh, three to Santola. Oh, it's going to be a blinder. It's going to mm. be an absolute blinder. Uh, I don't know who's refereeing that one. Uh, let's have a look if it's on there. Nope, not on there yet. Um, but yeah, that's going to be an absolutely brilliant game. Good luck to yeah. both teams. Again, a South Sea Wanderers win doesn't surprise anyone, uh, nope. nor does it, nor does a draw. I think these two will be, um, potentially or probably the two teams at the top of the division <laughs> come May. So this is an early, very early six pointer, admittedly, but it is uh, a six pointer the way the season's gone so far. Third game in the predictions is Woodside against Surrey Park Rangers from the same division. Uh, it could pick four games from this division if, if there are four divisions. It's a fantastic one. Um, Woodside, the home team, uh, and Southside, uh, Surrey Park Rangers, sorry, the away team. Woodside season so far, four games played, two wins and two losses, a plus one goal difference, six points uh, so far, bang in the middle of the table. Surrey Park Rangers, uh, similarly, uh, they're seventh, one place behind Woodside. Three games played, uh, a win, a loss, and a draw for Surrey Park Rangers with a zero goal difference, unsurprisingly, with four points. Uh, Woodside's last few games, they lost 3-2 to, to Santola. Uh, they lost 3-2 to a team called My Team Paid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they drew one all with Addiscombe Casuals in the cup um, and then lost on penalties. So a tricky... Um, start to the season for Woodside, uh, as I say, fair to middling, really. Um, their season so far, Matthew Carter has five in five, Charlie Christian has one in three, uh, and Samuel Oliidi has one in five. Also, Liam Roden, the, the name we're used to seeing on Woodside, um, scoring sheets, uh, has one in one, so he looks to be on his way back. Jamie Wincup has one in three, also, so just a few scorers for the boys. 
so far this season. Surrey Park Rangers, their last three games, uh, a two-all draw with Spartans. They lost that one on penalties, 5-4 in the Challenge Cup. Surrey Park Rangers and Kaizen drew 4-all. Uh, and they lost 2-1 to Gold Coaching um, at the start of the season. Their very first game this year was that impressive 7-6 win of Albo. To, against Albo, even, should I say, mm. just not to confuse the, the 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 fact. Luke Daniel Guest is their top marksman, 5-2. Sam Bennett, 3-2. James Gretsch, 3-2. And, uh, and then a few players with one goal. Rehan Ahmed, Joseph Quinn. And Jack Shergold all have one go one goal. Roger, I'll let you go first on this one. What do you think? Um it's another tough one to choose. I think it's what it's got another game you could sort of toss a coin and 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 go with any team. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with Ace. I'm gonna go with a Woodside win. I think I was. Just, I just changed my mind last minute, and I was going to go and say sorry, Park Rangers, but I'm going to go with the Woodside win. Right. I'm going to say um, the goals. I think yeah, three-one uh, to Woodside. Three-one Woodside. I think a Woodside win as well, um, but it's right down the middle. This isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Woodside have just started the two wins, but. It's deceiving because if Surrey Park win their game in hand, then they'll then they're above Woodside. This is, I'm going to go for a Desmond in this one. Mm-hmm. I'm going for a Desmond. It's not a bad shout. I'm going for a draw. This is a fairly matched game. Uh, it will be a good game as well. Where's this one being played? No, uh, Norman Park is their home pitch. I think that's it. Um, yeah, so that'll be a good. That'll be a really good game. Good luck to both yep. teams on that Sorry. one. Last but not least, South London Royals taking on Addiscombe Corinthians in Division 2. Um, our own Amari's team, top of the pile at the moment. Five games played, three wins and two draws uh, against Cad- Addiscombe Corinthians. Sitting fourth, six played, three, wi- three wins and three losses. Uh, they're consistent, that's for sure. Nine points for Addiscombe Corinthians after their six games. 11 points for South London Royals, unbeaten at the moment themselves uh, and South London Union, the only two unbeaten teams in Division 2. This is going to be a really good game. South London Royals' last few games, an 8-1 defeat of KFC, uh, a five-all draw with South London Union, winning the second half, each team winning each half, 5-0, and Saha 11, beating South London Royals in the Cup, 3-1. Um, but before that, it was a 5-1 win in the league against FC 25. Their top goal scorers this season. Jude Flanagan, 5-4. Amari Taylor, 4-5. Perry Monkton, 3-5. And Tyrone Andre Rhodes has 3-5, as does Dwayne Scott. And there's 11 scorers in total for South London Royals this season. So they are leaning on that squad, as they should. Well done, chaps. Uh, Addiscombe Corinthians, their last few games. Uh, a 5-2 defeat of Gold Coaching Reserves. A 5-0 win against Quirden United. Uh, and a 3-2 loss to FC 25. Um, it's the only real tarnish on their on their season this uh, year. This season, Fortney mm-hmm. Rangers in their early season. Uh, Flourish defeated Addiscombe as well. Um 
but yeah, it's been a decent season for Ellicombe. Don't forget, this is their first season back after a a stop-start year, well, mainly stop last yeah. season, which ended early for them. Um, but they've come back and they're playing football. That's a massive positive. Mm-hmm. Um, their goal scorers so far this season, Rog. Uh, Sam Waller has six in five. Michael Wright has five in six. Uh, Robert Coppin has five in uh, three in five, even. Jamie Lynham has one in six. Uh, and Joseph Maxwell Simbo, Robert Mullis, uh, Joe Thomas, and Adam Bouchefen Chushu, Chushi, sorry hasn't scored he's played four games I didn't need to read that name out I've made a massive mistake there uh, Joe Thomas has won in six appearances um, I took on the toughest name in the Addiscombe Corinthians team when I didn't need to uh, this has got Southland Royals written all over it Rod surely I think so I'd like to say otherwise but I think I think yeah yeah I think Southland and Oh, yeah, I'm going to say South London Royals win. Begrudging. What you going for? I'd like to see Golden <laughs> game. If I'm honest, I'd like to see Golden get a win. Um, I'm going to say they've scored a lot of goals lately. South London Royals. Um, it's got a cracking goal I saw on 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 their on their on their socials the other day. Cracking goal by their player. Um, I digress. Uh, I'm going to say. Four, four, one to South London Royals. Or oh, a big win predicted yeah. by Roger. I'm going to go two one to South London Royals. That's just that's just covering the basis for the point there. Um, it's going to be a real good game. Addiscombe Corinthians uh, will be a stiff will be stiff opposition for uh, South London Royals. Just looking through who they've actually played in the league so far. Huxley Guards. Uh, not the strongest, but they'll be they'll be um they were tough, I guess that's a great win uh, for them. Four all draw against Sandersted, a five one defeat of uh, FC twenty five. The toughest game they've probably had on paper in the league uh is South London Union. Uh who'd have who would have thought that last season, but a five all draw. So really this on paper is probably their toughest game so far after yep. um South London Union. Certainly their toughest game at home. Um so this will be um a real good game. Good luck to Amari. Obviously, we're unashamedly biased when it comes to people uh, involved in the podcast. Uh, good luck. That'll be a real good game. Though, as you say, uh, it's very good to see Addison Corinthians back playing football and someone who works hard for the league uh, in Gordon. Uh, getting uh, his team out on the pitch every sa- every Sunday is a massive plus. Absolutely. Well done. Let's have a look at some of the fixtures for the coming week. The 13th of November. Um, hopefully everything's up to date on the website. So let's have a scan through some of the fixtures for the Quota Municipal. It's our heart 11 against London Warriors. Um, you've had their number, Rog, on the two times that you played them last season. Yep. Um, I guess that's that's the positive for you. That's the bragging rights, but that means that they'll want to beat you this week. Of course they will. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be well up for it, I imagine. Um, they'll see us as bottom of the league currently, so they'll probably think that it's a good, 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 good chance for them to get an extra three points on the ball. So, yeah, I expect a, I expect a tough, tough game. But um, I'm, I'm not going to say confident. I know if I can get my team out, then, then we'll, 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 we'll give them a good game. So, yeah, look forward to the game. Definitely, will, will be a good game. Uh, <laughs> Selsden against Cobbs, the other game 
uh, in the Prem going ahead, other than the one we've already spoken about, Bozjam, Quid and JFC. Uh, in Division 1, Addington United against PSG Reserves. They go again this week after Addington not being able to get a team out last weekend. Come on, Russell, do the Come right on. thing. They're playing this week, for God's sake. They're playing this week. <laughs> uh, other games in Div 1. Albo taking on AFC Shirley. Uh, Duppers taking on um, Kaizen. Uh, and South Sea Wanderers, San Taylor. We've spoken about these and the Woodside South Surrey Park Rangers game already. Some excellent games. All of those in Division 1. Fantastic fixtures. Uh, in Division 2, uh, South London Royals taking on Corinthians first. We've just talked about that one. And Fortin Eve Rangers against KFC. KFC languishing at the bottom of Division 2. If uh, Fortin Eve Rangers don't get a, a win uh, and a comfortable Confident win in this one, Rod. Then I don't know if um, Fulton Heath Rangers can save it, can, can save their season. No, if they don't win this Sunday. I think they should just pack the bags and go home. <laughs> <laughs> There's a strange, strange goings on at Fulton Heath Rangers after such a I comfy know, start. Yeah. I know. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, I, I had high hopes, hopes for them after their first three games, and then they just fell off a cliff. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's gone wrong there, but hopefully they can they can they can go, get find some form again and, and get going. Absolutely. Uh, and good luck to all the teams playing in the Surrey uh, FA Cup. Oh, I'm sure no. we've just done. FA Cup? Surrey FA Sunday Junior Cup. The Surrey oh. FA Sunday Junior Cup. Yeah. Uh, we've got Surrey Park Rangers playing in the Cup and in the league, yeah? So obviously, the, the oh. County Cup won't be taking um, precedence. So we have to do a live swap on our fixtures for... God. Russell. Games of the week, for God's, God's sake, sake, Russell! You've got one job. Exactly one, one job. <laughs> one job, just to administer the whole of the league. You've got one job. Uh, what, what fixture are we going to throw in instead of Surrey Park Rangers? Because that one won't go ahead against Woodside. Uh, no, it won't go ahead against Woodside. Um, I'll let you choose. I can't, I can't see the fixtures in front of me. Oh God! Uh, oh, you put me right on the spot. We're not good at doing this. This no. sporadic stuff. Let's we need to plan it. Yeah, let's do Saha eleven against London Warriors. I'll I'll probably get. A, I'll get a text from Russell later saying, "No, it's not the uh, <laughs> Woodside game is going ahead." But let's do your game, London Warriors against Saha eleven. Yes. What do you think? That is the other way around. I am the away team. Just an FYI. Um... Oh God! Hang on. Hang on. No, it, you're the, it says on full-time, you're the home team. Does it? I'm sure so. All right, okay, well, whatever. Let's just go with that. Um, <laughs> Russell will change it anyway. All could get. Um, oh, I hate predicting my own games. I fucking hate it. Uh, we have to uh, do the whole bit about going through the, the form and all that now. Hang on a minute. Jesus. An ex- an ex- we're supposed to have a reduced show tonight. It's probably extended now. Thanks, <laughs> Russell. <laughs> uh, the form for Sahar 11 sadly in the league is quite simple three played three three losses a minus seven goal difference for the boys uh, for Rogers boys uh, yep. to, uh, London Warriors played five won one drawn one lost three uh, minus three goal difference four points for London Warriors Sahar's last few games uh, a 4-2 defeat to Croydon JFC uh, a 3-1 win against South London Royals. Not really played a hell of a lot of football no. um, lately, Rog. And a 5-1 defeat before that to um, Selsden. Uh, we won't go any further with the defeats. I think we'll we'll leave that there to yeah. be kind. Um, 
<laughs> the goal scorers for uh, Saha 11 all scored one goal. Uh, Newton Dejan, uh, Kareem Diakiti, um, Ezekiel Earl, Dino Miller and Tyrell Mustafa all notching one goal apiece for Saha 11. Yep. Um, I've got with... a, actually, I've got a guy who's got a hat-trick against Amari's lot, but I've not stuck it on full time yet. That reminds me. I'll do it afterwards. Okay, thank you. Daniel Caesar scored a hat-trick. And Daniel Caesar, yeah, hat-trick for Sahar 11. So he's a current top goal scorer. Um, London Warriors, their last three games was a 6-0 defeat against Selhurst, a 5-2 defeat against Selsden Town, uh, and a 4-3, a 5-2 defeat of Selsden Town, uh, and a 4-3 defeat to Cobbs. London Warriors, mixed bag of the season continues. Giannis um, always has two in six. Tyrese Rose has two in six. Jaden Coleman has one in six. Rio Canuga has one in six. And Isaac Mohammed has one in three for London Warriors. We have, we're obviously, we'll both be back in a Sahar 11 win um, this week. How is yep. the squad looking and how, what, what are the expectations from this game? I have no idea because I've not sent a text out yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I so, we try and sort training first and I'll get out of the way and then I'll sort the squad for Sunday afterwards. Um, so the squad is, I don't know. I'm, I didn't have many available Sunday, just gone, thankfully. Um, the game was called off. That, that, that pleased me. Um, so hopefully, I should have a full squad this week. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, I th- I, look, our last, our last game we played was against Croydon JFC. Yeah. In- in rain a few weeks ago, and and the second half display was 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 very good. So if we can continue in that manner, then I expect us to put in a good performance, and 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 then I, I don't see why we can't get get take away all three points. But my lot are very predictable, so who knows? <laughs> what do you think? You got to put <laughs> a number on it, obviously. And I'm going to say we're not scoring many goals. Uh, I'm going to say a two-one to me. 2-1 to Sahar 11, the prediction. Yep. You're right. You're not scoring many goals, but I've put, and I've put a bit of an outlandish prediction down there. I'm going to go 1-0 to Saha. Yep. There you go. That's my prediction. Uh, let's get back to where we were now uh, after that that um, diversion. Uh, a welcomed one, though, um, in the Surrey FA Sunday Junior Cup. So yep. Park Rangers taking on old Coulston. Good luck to um, SPR. Uh, BJC take on Gold Coaching. Good luck to Gold Coaching. Banstead and Sutton Tadworth Colts take on uh, Quedon Municipal's Huxley Guards. Good luck, chaps. Um, Quedon United take on St. Helier Youth. Good luck, Quedon. Uh, FC 25 take on Castle Hill. Into Surrey take on Purley St. Germain. Good luck, Purley. Uh, Real Homesdale play Sandersted uh, and South London Union. Take on OBD SFL team, uh, uh, London uh, LSU Lions reserve. Oh. Should I say that's easy? SU, LSU take away take on LSLU, isn't it? SLU S- S- take on LSUL. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for complicating like that far more than we needed to. <laughs> uh, yeah, London, uh, South London Union from the Quota Municipal Division Two take on LSU Lions reserves. I think they're. Division 5 or 4 in the OBDSFL. So that'll be a good contest. Uh, not started the season brilliantly well, the LSU boys, uh, but South London Union uh, are absolutely firing on all cylinders. That'll be a good game. In the Plumpsy Cup, I believe, Spartans 
take on Junior Reds Athletic from Westfar. I'm guessing this is um I'm guessing this is a uh Plumpsy Cup game or potentially a London Cup game. Uh, it's it's not Russell doesn't enter London Cup, so it's uh, a That's the Plumpsy Cup then. Good what luck div- to both teams. Go on, mate. What division are you in that Russell's team? Are they when he's playing? Not not a high not a higher division. He always gets easy draws. <laughs> well, not not in the cup where you're playing him. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Russ, uh, Roger, sorry, you've got Russell on your brain now. Good luck on Sunday against London Thank Rose. You. Now you've entered the um, the predictions. Uh, we want you to win. Thank uh, you. Even more. I wish all the best, and I'll speak to you next week. Cheers, Andrew. Cheers, all mate. Over to Jamie and the Alpington and Bromley results from yesterday, Sunday, the 6th of November. Jamie, a wet weekend, uh, but a good weekend in some ways. Six games played in the OBD SFL this weekend. I managed to get my game. We'll talk about that one in a minute. Um, handily a game that we had to predict, which uh, I managed to wind up most of the uh, FC United Bromley boys <laughs> uh, <laughs> from my prediction. Uh, but Jamie, yeah, six games played, a wet uh, over DSFL this weekend. So not f- not much for us to talk about. No, a bit of a washout. Hopefully, there's not many too uh, too many more weekends like that. Because um, yeah, for a start, my missus is driven up the wall if I'm not at football on a Sunday morning. So she'll be hoping <laughs> it. She'll be praying for drier weekends for the foreseeable. I think. Yeah. I think we all are. I think we all are. No one really likes is the odd, the odd week off is nice, but um, we wanna we wanna get involved uh, and and be involved in our football in whichever capacity we are. The fixtures then from the results should I say from yesterday, um, Sunday the sixth of November uh, in the third division, Ministry of Ball four, uh, Crayway five. A great win for Crayway against a very good team in Ministry of Ball. Crayway going from strength to strength week in and week out now, Jamie. Yeah, big win that they got. A, they had a big score line in the cup. It was at nine they put past. Was it Crayford Eagles? I think. Yeah. Um, but then that's an excellent result against Ministry of Ball, who are a very good team. Um, one of the teams that they've been battling each other for a couple of seasons now, so they'll obviously be very familiar. Um, so yeah, a nice one for uh, for Cravey to get three points. And the teams that did play yesterday, um, just getting those extra points on the board where possible, must feel really nice. Yeah, a free. It's like a free, not a free weekend, but getting knowing no one else has played, you can make a a big uh, movement in your division yesterday, putting some pressure on those around you. Um, Cravey doing that, they'll be they'll be amongst it. They'll be amongst it in Division Three this season. One hundred. Percent good luck uh, to Crayway and Ministry Ball go on um, to live another day. Uh, they'll look to improve. They're a good team. We expect better from them. Uh, in the fourth division, uh, two games played. My game yesterday was Phoenix Sports 4 against FC United of Bromley. It must be said that I was expecting to be on West for duty uh, last weekend um, and decided not to referee on West for, uh, luckily, because I wouldn't have got a game anyway. Um, but um, it got moved to Phoenix. I got moved to Phoenix Sports 4 uh, against FC United of Bromley. A, a, a wound up FC United of Bromley, I have to say, Jamie, uh, after me predicting them to lose 3 1. And I think you did the same. Uh, yep. Or we predicted them, we both predicted them to lose. Um, 
and yeah, um, they were they were fired up. Firstly, uh, as I said yesterday to the to the boys at FC United Bromley, thank you for listening uh, to the podcast. It's great um, that they showed um, that they've shown so much interest uh, in the podcast. Um, we welcome all listeners uh, during the game, though they got their they got their um, game plan uh, great. They knew they would they played uh, a great counter attacking style against Phoenix Sports. Um, they went one nil up early. Their striker was excellent. They played. He played on his own centrally uh, for most of the game, and and uh, they really uh, used his strength well. Uh, long balls and and uh, put him through uh, on a number of occasions, and they went one nil up. Um, a header, unluckily, uh, not kept off, not kept out by the goalkeeper from Phoenix, made it one all um, in the second half. Uh, and some frustrations from the FC United of Bromley goalkeeper regarding those predictions uh, ended up Jamie with him seeing red. Um, a, stu- <laughs> a stupid, a stupid comment made uh, to a referee in a football match um, made him see red. And once he eventually left um, the pitch, um, the, the vicinity of the pitch, we restarted the fixture. Um, we restarted the game, and then basically. Um, FC United and Bromley were comfortable for quite a long period of time. Uh, in, uh, you can see why Phoenix Sports score a lot of goals. Um, I think his name was Mehmet on the wing uh, for Phoenix Sports. Looked a real good player and they had some big target men uh, playing uh, as a striker and playing just behind the midfield. Two big fellas who were winning headers for fun in the box and, and only very tight offside calls from the uh, FC United and Bromley lino. Uh, kept them out really uh, very tight calls I must say uh, but I had no reason to not believe the lino but yeah two goals um, chalked off or offsides for Phoenix Sports um, a penalty to uh, the Bromley boys um, the keeper from Phoenix Sports rushing out missing the ball uh, and complete and tripping the the uh, FC United Bromley striker who had been a pain in there a thorn in their side should I say all game uh, and uh, another player stuck away the penalty. A very good performance from FC United of Bromley. Four-three, um, they won. Um, I was, I was interested. It was interesting to see them. Obviously, they were full of beans and and uh, pleased to get the win. And and shouts of um, another silly shout after the after the final whistle meant another one of their players saw red. Um, but, um, you know, whatever is said on this podcast is never said uh, in jest or I would never try and influence a, a result of, of a result on a Sunday morning based on um, the predictions made on a podcast between some blokes who like to talk about Sunday league football and any suggestion of that will be met with with a red card, sadly. And uh, two of the FC United Bromley players um, got that yesterday. On uh, To be called a cheat uh, is not something that um, I take very lightly. Uh, it's not something I would ever implement in a game to win three points against Jamie Nimmo on a Sunday or on, on a Monday in our predictions game, Jamie. Um, I mean, first and foremost, it's an excellent win for yeah, the FC. Let, let's not let's not kind of let two idiots waste it for the rest of the team. I mean, that we know Phoenix scores uh, four score for fun, and they've gone there with ten men. Didn't realize it was ten men. Um, and outscored them, which not many teams will do. So, you know, hats off and uh, patting the back to the boys. But if you're really going to be kind of going down that road of calling people a cheat for a, a prediction in a podcast, you're really going to give your head a wobble because you've just, despite what would have been a great day for your team, you've just absolutely let your side down to you. So hang your heads and shame your couple of pricks. 
<laughs> well, I can't, I can't repeat those comments. What no, no, say... no. You're, you're, the, you're the impartial one, but I'll say it's, it's dickish behaviour. So what, what I will say is that the grief that I got from one player, he tried to apologise after the game, but you know, I had had the result not gone the way it went for FC United Bromley. I'm not so sure that apology uh, would have been forthcoming. Anyway. We move on. A great win for FC United of Bromley. Uh, their season going from strength to strength. They're putting something together that could end in promotion um, at the worst. And if they can go uh, one better than promotion and get some silverware, um, it'll be great for the boys. Their gaffer's fantastic, by the way. Um, a real um, nice bloke. Introduced himself. We've met on the podcast before. He was a guest uh, before the game. He was excellent. Um, and after the game uh, in in reflecting on the behaviour of some of his players. He was brilliant, so I can't fault the FC United Bromley manager at all. Um, but yeah, the cheat stuff, just leave it out. And any team, that if you are on the predictions uh, in future and I referee you, just it's, it, that won't even be in my head when I'm giving decisions in a game. I really could not give a toss about beating Jamie Nemo. Well, I, yeah, I do, but I wouldn't, it, won't be, <laughs> it won't be influencing any decision or be in my thoughts Um about anything that happens in a, in a game. Uh, last on Division 4 was SE Lions losing 2-0 to FC Deptford. A big win for FC Deptford. These wins for them, few and far between. Um, this season, Jamie, a lot better for FC Deptford. Yeah, I mean, I, I really did think they would kick on um, after that. I'm sure it was a pre-season result I saw they got, um, which was quite impressive. And I thought, well, maybe they've recruited well and they're, they're looking like the real deal this year, but just haven't got going at all um, and shown signs of being similar to last year. So uh, a good win. Um, SLI is not, not the greatest side, but, you know, a 2-0 away win, you take it. Um, so hopefully they can start building on it and, and showing a bit of progress. Absolutely. Uh, good luck to SE Lions having a bit of a tough year themselves. Uh, but FC Deptford, some teams uh, have taken a pace in over the years and, and come back and kept playing. And Deptford are one of those teams, and they would have they would have loved their day yesterday. So congratulations to them. Uh, some cup games in the ABDSFL uh, in the President's Charity Cup. Broccoli dumped out of the cup against LSU Lions reserves. Little bit research, little bit of resurgence coming on for LSU Lions reserves. Jamie starting the season off a little bit um, tough, but they've found some results. They found some form, uh, and they play. I believe they play in the Surrey Cup next week. So this win in the Charity Cup against higher place opposition in Broccoli that would have been well received down at LSU. Uh, very much so, uh, and also a form of revenge for Broccoli putting the first team out. Uh, and then the prelim round, I think it was at the start ah. of the season. Um, so yeah, it was. Um, I don't know how maybe how many of the first team players might have gone and got a, a few minutes, given that their game was off. Um, just around the corner at Metrogas. However, um, yeah, great result for the for the LSU reserves. Um, could well be a cup team to watch this year. You know, we always find that there's teams who maybe not have the greatest league campaign, but they always produce something special in the cup. And they've done that yesterday. You know, Broccoli are a good side. Um, and they, they kind of they like to knock the ball a bit on that 3G or 4G surface, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, it would have been a good game, but a surprise result. I definitely want to put it as a cup upset. Yeah. Um, but no, well done to the, the LSU reserves, chaps. Definitely. They go on to play. South London Union, I believe, from 
uh, the Quota Municipal in the There's next There's a round. lot of S, L's and U's in that. <laughs> Very much so. We just said exactly the same thing uh, with Roger uh, on that section. So, yeah, um, good luck uh, to LSU in their uh, season. Uh, lots of people there, or at least one person involved in the club from the Selk 11, who we've got a lot of time for. Um, there's two other results shown on full time for some reason to do with the uh, Surrey uh, FA Premier Cup, but none of those teams play uh, in the OBD SFL anymore. Jamie, we're not going to split these sections up now. We're just going to go through, as I've done on the other sections, and get straight okay. into the predictions um, for the OBD SFL. Four games as per usual. Uh, chosen by Jamie, we'll go through each game. I'll talk about the season so far, pick out the goal scorers, etc. etc. First up, Sports King against Hatcham. Now, we do do we do feel that um Hatcham do well when they're Hatcham do better, should I say, when their team doesn't play in the Super League. Hatcham have only managed one game in the league so far. This season, Jamie, um, they're the away team. They go to Sports King, who themselves have only played one league game. It's the middle of it's the middle of November next week. Um, it can't. This is crazy. There's going to be some mad rushes to finish seasons this year. Sports King are the home team. One draw uh, from their one game um, in the league. Their last well, they've only played two games uh, in total this season. Uh, a Paul Picard Cup game. They lost to Beckenham Rovers. Uh, and a one-all draw against Bickley in the league. Absolutely ridiculous that they've not played any football, Jamie. No, they won't be pleased with that, and it just, it just won't help them, pure and simple. Uh, I've put this game in because we've not really heard from both teams for pretty much the whole season, so um, a really interesting one to see how they'll cope with the lack of football, the lack of momentum, um, and yeah, they'll obviously be desperate to try and start getting points on the board now that these games are coming. Absolutely. Sports King All-Stars did play a Plumstead Cup game against Avery Hill Athletic as well from Westford. That's obviously not included in the OBD SFL um, fixtures, but that's not that's still not a lot of football that the boys have played um, at all. Uh, Hatcham, their last three, an 8-2 defeat uh, of Farnborough Reserves. Um, a great win for them, 8-2. You'd 8-2 have been Farnborough <laughs> Old Boys Reserves on the 30th of October. Uh, they beat Chisler, squeezed past Chisler 3-2. Uh, in a county cup, and then um, they lost to Kamazi in another county cup. Uh, that's the Hatcham OBD SFL team. Um, they gave they they were awarded a walkover in the Paul Picard Cup from Blendon, uh, and lost the opening day of the season five three to Lambeth All Stars. The goal scorers for Hatcham so far this season: Daniel Lopez has two in two, uh, Echo Dean one in one, a familiar name from Royal Southwark. Um, for Royal Southwark fans, if you're wondering what he's doing, he's put, turned up for Hatcham, at least scored one. And Chris James has one in two. Jamie, this game is tough to pick. Um, two teams that haven't really got going. No, there's no momentum in there at all. Um, what do you think? I'll let you go first on this one. Um, yeah, I, I think on paper, you look at it and Hatcham would be favourites. And in normal circumstances, but it really isn't a normal circumstance. No. But, um, just with the kind of lack of uh, form coming into it, um, I do, I do think Sports King have got it in them to get a result. Um, you know, there's a lot of old heads there, uh, mixed in with some good kind of 
energy and youth in, in the side and some clever players. So they, they know how to win these games. But again, it's it's what Hatcham turns up. Um, and I think playing percentages, I probably just need to stick with the favourites in the, the normal circumstance being Hatcham. Uh, so I'm going to go for a 2-1 Hatcham win. 2-1 Hatcham. Uh, the prediction for Jamie, uh, yeah, 1-2. Uh, my one is Sports King. I'm going to go the other way and go for a 2-1 Sports Ooh. King win. Uh, again, a shot in the dark, but um, that win against Farnborough Reserves is is sticking in the head, but I think Sports King are a lot better than mm-hmm. Farnborough Reserves. I expect them to be um, good at home as well. So let's see. Let's see what happens this one. This is a tough game. It, no no result either way or a draw is going gonna, is gonna to surprise anybody. Uh, tight as you like this one. Uh, good luck to both teams, though. We like both teams a lot. Uh, the next one is LSC Giants taking on Beckenham Rovers, uh, two teams who were around um, the same po- uh, place at the table last season all year, uh, hovering around the relegation zone. Both teams, um, neither team relegated to Division One, so they go again. Um, again, though, in terms of league games, Jamie, both teams have only played one game each both have lost one league game uh, as we head to the 13th of November for this game. LSC Giants are the um, home team. Their results so far this season, uh, their last game out on the 23rd of October, so they haven't played for a few weeks by the time the game is played. They lost 4-1 to PSG. Uh, they then lost 2-1 against Blendon. They beat Spartans 3-2. That's a big result for them uh, in the Paul Picard. And their first game of the season was a 10-0 win uh, against Pelham United. Uh, I don't know which county cup that is, though. Their goal scorers this season. Richard Berry has three in two and Kieran Williams has one in two. Nothing much really to talk about. Not a lot of football played, which is... This is strange this season. It's really weird how this has happened. Um, Beckenham, uh, Beckenham Rovers, their last three games, they beat... Burridge Blues in the County Cup three uh, after a three-all draw they beat them five-four on penalties a very good win uh, in their one league game they lost four-two to Groundhoppers uh, but then they in their double against um, Greenwich Mariners a five-nil and a four-one win uh, and a one-nil defeat of um, Sports King All Stars Jamie showing big improvements for Beckenham Rovers um, their last two though a win uh, a loss and a draw on penalties. Uh, a win on penalties, sorry, after a draw uh, and a loss to ground up as the most recent games. Um, they're not playing much football. I'm a bit worried for these teams, I've got to say. Yeah, I mean, I'm just making a hope that we manage to get, like I said, not many more weekends like we've just had and, mm. and we can catch up. Um, but it looks like it could well be playing right up until the end of May with some midweeks and double bankers in there. So, um, But it's out of, their control, it's out of everyone's control, I suppose. But um, and now the stage we're at, but maybe an earlier start or some rearranging could have been done. And obviously we had a few a week off when the, the Queen died as well. So there's, there is kind of other factors in there, but um, it doesn't help us going forward, that's for sure. Definitely not. Uh, my prediction for this one, I'm going to back Beckenham Rovers. Uh, to win this one. You've had nothing but praise to say what good football they play. Uh, LSC Giants against Beckenham Rovers is, there's nothing in it. There's nothing to pick between the teams. I just think Beckenham Rovers will win uh, and I'm going to go for 3-1. It's as simple as that. There's not much science behind this due to uh, 
the lack of football or, or teams around them to be able to compare. Uh, what's your thoughts, James? Jamie? James. Um, you, Jame. I said Jame. All right, Jane, that's probably worse. Um, well, not at the weekend. Um, yeah, I think they're very closely matched, actually. Um, both have beaten higher placed opposition in the cup, um, which will obviously shows their pedigree, but I think Beckham Rovers, I was disappointed they lost to Groundhoppers. Um, and I think LSC maybe just not quite as strong as Groundhoppers. Um, so I think it's going to be tight. I think it'll be a goal in it. Um, I'm going to go for LSC at home, though. So I'm going to go against Beckham Rovers, who, as you said, I've got nothing but good things to say about them. Um, so, yeah, I just think... Except when it comes to them winning games of football. Yeah, I know. They're sick to death <laughs> in me predicting them. Um, I'm going to go 3 to LSE Giants here. But again, if the Beckenham boys win, I'll be delighted. Yeah, it's just one of those games, much like the Sports King one. Four, four good picks this week. Um, Jamie, I've got to say, uh, with your predictions, all tight games, perhaps the last one. I'm guessing we're we're both going to go, but these first three games are so tight. Old Langlians against Ministry of Ball is next. Uh, this is a let me try and remember Division Three. Yeah, yeah, Division Three game. Uh, is it? Yeah, Ministry of Ball against Old Langlians. Old Langlians at home, so let's start with them. Uh, two league games played and perfect so far for them. Uh, two wins, six points from two games. Ministry of Ball. Uh, they've played three. They've got two wins and a loss. Um, both the same goal difference, plus four um, after three games and two games, respectfully. Um, respectively, Old Langlians, their last three games have all been um, have been two wins uh, and one loss. They beat Hawksbrook Wanderers last time out in the Vic Farrow Cup uh, in the league. They beat the Warren 4-1 uh, and they lost in the PCC, the, the President's Cup, uh, against Hayes and Pickhurst 4-2. Not quite the same Hayes and Pickhurst, I think, as, we're, as we saw last season. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, a, a tight uh, defeat for Old Langlands, not disgrace himself at all. They also beat AFC Wilgar in the league, uh, their first game of the season back on the 9th of October. Crazy, crazy uh, stuff going on this year. Right, the goal scorers for Old Langlands. Uh, Martin Ivanov has three and three. Callum Parr, two and three. Uh, Thomas Aylott has one goal in one. Alex Bass. Uh, Jamie Farrant, Kieran Woods and George Wright all with one goal to their names this season so far. A good turnaround. Lots of scorers, which is important. Uh, Ministry of Ball their season so far. They've played lots of games. They've played uh, eight games, uh, not too many, in the league. Their last three games, uh, a 5-4 loss to Crayway, a four-all draw on penalties uh, to Shortland Spitfires uh, and they won the penalties. Part of that um one where we put the goal on social media from the goalkeeper. That was that game. Uh, Shortland Spitfires went on to win that game on pens in the third division. Uh, they beat Woosh United 2-1 at the end of October. So they're in pretty good form. They haven't lost a game uh, on the pitch since the, since mid-October. So their last three games have all been um, one. Uh, no, they haven't. They lost to Crayway. What am I talking about? A win, a draw and a loss in their last three uh, in 90 minutes. Not bad. They're a good side, though. They're correct. They're in the right position. Uh, Jayton Maliki has five in four for them. Jonathan Boating has one in two. Harry Chambers uh, has one goal, as does John Choi, Juan Ding, uh, Norman Hong, Trey Miller, Michael Pham, Joe Swain, and Bao Tran. Uh, lots of single scores for them. Jeeton 
or Jetan Maliki leading the way for Ministry of Ball. Jamie, again, this is so hard to pick. Um, there's nothing between these two. Um, Ministry of Ball seemed to score more goals, but definitely let, let more in uh, in terms of averages. Uh, they've let in just under just over two a game uh, and scored just under th um, four a game. Uh, Old Langlian's uh, scoring two and a half goals and conceding half a goal a game. So where do we go on this one? This is impossible. It's bloody tight, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's a really good game. Actually, when I saw that, I thought, yeah, we've got to stick this one in. Yeah. Um, the, the old Langlands, the old Langlands result with a beat Wilgar stuck in my mind as well, um, which was an excellent result for them that day. Um, and Ministry of Ball, we know we've got quality and they've, they've showed that the periods this season, narrowly missing out to Crayway, who, like you, I think will be kind of definitely in the top half of the table, yeah. if not reaching towards the higher end of that. Mm. Um, I don't, hmm, this is a complete lottery, really is. Um, I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw okay. I think it's so hard to split the two of them so why not I'm just thinking because of Old Langlian's win against Wilgar the fact they haven't lost any yet I'm just looking at Crayway them two they've played two uh, and won two in the league um, so really Old Langlian's and Crayway they're the only two unbeaten teams in the league it's going to be so tight this division um, Crayford Eagles obviously the standout team who are struggling they've lost four from therefore, but everyone else has lost one game except Crayway and Old Langlian, so that's how tight it is. Um, I'm gonna back Old Langlian's to win this one. Mm. It's tough though. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two one to old to Old Langlian's, but I do like Ministry of Ball. Um, oh, should I change? I'm gonna go two one to Ministry of Ball. There you oh, go. I've changed it. Oh, 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 <laughs> I just think they just play. Uh, they obviously they clearly a bit more expansive and just play a nice brand of football that I've actually seen. I haven't seen old, old Langlian, so that's the only reason I like the Ministry of Ball lads. And and yeah, I'm going to go for them. They're, that's a tough defeat to um, Crayway this week. They'll be fired up to get points back. And they'll know they'll have to be at their best against Old Langlians. Good luck, Ministry of Ball. I've changed my prediction live on the podcast so bring on all of the the, the social media rubbish that usually comes mm -hmm. uh, from that last but not least uh, in division four is smca taking on phoenix sports four um smca one of those teams uh topsy-turvy uh, from year to year this year is a good year for them uh, five games played two wins two draws uh, and one loss for them uh scored 10 goals in those five games but conceded 10 as well, a zero goal difference, eight points from their five games puts them in full. Phoenix Sports four, um, perhaps a shock loss to some. Uh, they lost to the unbeaten FC United of Bromley um, yesterday, four three. FC United of Bromley third in the division uh, with three from three now. So no shame on um, Phoenix Sports at all. Phoenix Sports four, their record uh, from their four games is three goals, uh, three games won, one game lost. 21 scored. Uh, FC United Bromley conceding three against them yesterday, but scoring four. Uh, they were the only goals that um, Phoenix Sports 4 have conceded so far this season. Uh, a plus um, 17 goal difference for the Phoenix boys, who I must say, I enjoyed refereeing both teams yesterday. Uh, some teams understood the banter. Some, te some players 
uh, played along with it and, and it was fun in the game. But yeah, a good game yesterday for Phoenix. I did like refereeing them. They've got nine points uh, from their four games and they sit second. So one point between the two. Phoenix um, slightly better off with the game in hand. Uh, SMCA's last three games, they beat SE Lions 3-0 at the end of October. Before that, they beat the Colts 5-1. Uh, and before that, they lost to Manorwood on penalties after a two-all draw. No shame there at all. Manorwood go through uh, in the President's Charity Cup 6-5 on pens. No shame to SMCA there at all. Big improvements this year. Uh, Chaz Gaywood has three and seven. Uh, Matt Knapp has three and seven. Um, Charlie Whitbread has two and three. Uh, and single scorers for uh, SMCA, Tom Alcoran, Joseph Burge, um, Callum Harris, uh, Simon Lesniowski, uh, Jack Mullins, Bradley Phillips, Jamie Wooler, all with one goal for SMCA. So mixing the goals up, Jamie, nice to see different options for their goal scoring. Uh, Phoenix Sports, their last four, as we spoke about, FC United of Bromley uh, beat, beat Phoenix 4-3 yesterday. LSU Lions Reserves dispatched off 3-0. That looks like a good result for Phoenix. LSU Lions Reserves picking up some um, form of late in the County Cup Phoenix Sports 4 beat South London Spartans from the OBD SFL 5-3 sparring partners from last season and before that um, it's been a good time for Phoenix Sports a 5-0 win against the Colts and a 10-0 win against SE Lions they did open their season this this year with a loss to South London Spartans so a nice little rivalry going there um, the top goal scorers for Phoenix this season Ben Mehmet um, I picked him out yesterday as a good player uh, for them uh, six in five can see how can see why he scored so many goals. A real good player playing off off the wing uh, and cutting in. Um, a good player uh, he was. Johnny Midford has three in five. One of those one of the big the big fellas who were winning headers for fun yesterday. He had three in five. Tommy Crew has two in three. Uh, Lewis Cal Lewis Khan has one in five. A uh, bit of a midfield general for Phoenix. Good game yesterday. Uh, James Ryan one in three. Jamie, is this as cut and dry as we think it's going to be? Possibly. Um, it's nice to see SMCA having one of their more positive moments. Um, yeah. You know, they kind of are very much yo-yo team. Um, but Phoenix, surprised they lost yesterday. Um, but even when they lose, they're still banging the goals in, you know. So mm. um, I think I think they could well bang in another three, four, five here. Um, and it's just how many that they'll concede. So I think, I think SMCA will give up a, a good run, but I'm going to go three-one Phoenix again. Three-one to Phoenix. Yeah, I'm going to go a bit more lively on this one. Although SMCA have played, have scored ten goals in their five games. Just looking through, they've played uh, in the league. Uh, Eastwick and Wanderers, Hazen Pick, Hazen Pickhurst. SE Lions, Wickham Athletic. They got two. They got they scored three against Wickham Athletic, who have started the season um, pretty good. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go for a big a big Phoenix for win a big response to yesterday. I'm going to back Phoenix to win five 0 on this one. A big Whoa. big prediction. They will be pissed MCA off. boys will not be happy. <laughs> they won't. I'm not refereeing them this week <laughs> unless I, unless my game changes uh, at the last minute again. But yeah, um, there'll be a reaction. Phoenix Sports weren't happy with their own performance yesterday um, to lose against uh, FC United of Bromley. So there'll be a response here. 
Uh, and yeah, maybe they'll give themselves that extra half a yard on the line this week. Uh, and, the, and the goals that they did score yesterday wouldn't have been, won't be chalked off for offside. Um, but yeah, 5 0 Phoenix Sports. That's my prediction. Let's have a look at the fixtures for this week, the rest of the fixtures. Uh, hopefully, myself and Jamie, we've both got games this week. Let's have a quick. What's it? What is it? The thirteenth of November this week. Yep. Yep. Don't forget to do your minute silences, everybody. This coming week, the games this week in the second division. No, why is that? Oh, that's a midweek game. No, already. No, I've done the wrong date. Mm-hmm. I've done the wrong date. Thirteenth of November. All right. Here we go. The senior uh, El Clasico uh, of Sunday League football. Kennywell against Bickley. Uh, that'll be a good game. I'm sad not to be on that one, but I do get to be on a game at the end of the month between the two uh, that I missed out on recently. Uh, we've spoken about Sports King Hatch, and that's a good game. Farmer Spartans, a good game. Spartans tonking uh, Farmer in the County Cup last season. So Farmer will, will feel like they owe them one. Uh, PSG against Karuya, an interesting fixture. West Wickham against Farmer Old Boys Reserves. Um, the perfect opportunity for West Wickham to pick their season up and go, Jamie. Farnborough Reserves not having the best of times so far. Um, so West Wickham, they need to win that. Uh, uh, yes, it's a six, maybe not a six-pointer yet, but um, they do need to address the, their form. It's been pretty poor of late, and we do expect better of them. But it's a great opportunity for them against a side who really are struggling. Yeah, agreed. Um, in Division 1, <coughs> Southwest go against K. Uh, Kamazi Strikers motivation. Hopefully, uh, the youngsters at Southwest uh, can start finding their feet uh, in, a, in a division they've struggled in so fast. Royal Southwark against Hayden Youth is a good game. So Royal Southwark really need to pick their season up as well. My one this weekend is Hayden Youth Reserves. Jamie, I'll go to yours in a second. Hayden Youth Reserves against Broccoli. Um, I've never, I've not done Hayden Youth Reserves for a very long time. Uh, and Broccoli, I don't know if I've ever refereed them over at Hayden Youth. Hopefully, um, nice. Uh, the the pitches recover in time for next next Sunday in my first Division Two um, fixture of the season. Jamie, you boys take on take on Chislast, a mixed bag for them so far this season. Uh, but you're in a good run of form, so nothing to fear this weekend for you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you say, but we're in good form. Um, we've only lost in ninety minutes uh, the two Beckham Rovers games, so. Um, we take a bit of confidence for that. Uh, disappointed not to play yesterday um, because we wanted to keep the momentum going, but everyone's in the same boat. So, um, yeah, we've had two good games against Chislehurst, the double header at the end of last season, and it was a, a 2 0 win apiece. So, um, we know they'll, where they'll threaten, um, but we obviously need to make sure we try and impose ourselves on the game as well. So, looking forward to it. Hopefully, weather holds off and we get the game on. Yeah, good luck, mate, against the Chisler side. Hit and miss. It's hard to tell which Chisler is going to turn up. They had a fantastic performance the other week against Hatcham, narrowly missing out. Um, and then there's the silly silly losses that creep into Chisler. So uh, pretty hard to know how, what to do with Chisler. Just play your own game, I guess, uh, and enjoy yourself. Uh, in Division 3, Crayway against Crayford Eagles. Sounds like some kind of derby, I suppose. Metro Massive against Phoenix Sports 3. Uh, will be a ding-dong. Good luck to both teams. FC Deptford and Alpington Colts is a game both teams will be looking to win in Division 4 or in Division 4. Yep, I was right. Uh, Bromley Athletic against SE Ballers um, against um, Alpington Rovers. 
That's going to be a, a tough game for Alpington Rovers after a tough start this season. Um, and Hayes and Pickhurst against Hayes and Pickhurst reserves against West West Rules a game. Another games looking to win Green Street Green back to Alpington and Bromley um, games this week against Petswood Roadrunners. Um, Kingsdale against Hawksbrook Wanderers, probably the standout game in Division 5, two teams who seem to have a lot of pedigree about them. In the President's Cup, we have a few games. Uh, Blase Ballers against South London Spartans is a good game. Uh, Club Langley Long Lane, an excellent game against two, I want to say older, but two old, older older teams. That'll be a good one. Eastwick and Wanderers, a form team against Westrum in the President's Cup. Two form teams coming together. That will be excellent. Hayes and Pickhurst against Crayford Arrows, another good game. The President's Charity Cup coming up with some good fixtures this this round. Manorwood, Sydenham Sports, two oldest, two old school teams. That'll be a great clash. Um, Alpington against DC Football uh, as well. Excellent two Division Two teams. Uh, Woosh taking on Ellis. Some fantastic games there. Uh, in the in the Vic Farrow Cup, Brockley Reserves taking on FC United of Bromley. FC United of Bromley looking um, to take some momentum into the cups uh, for them in the uh, in the uh, county cups in the Kent Sunday Junior Cup LSU Lions from Division 1 taking on Glebe Manor from Division 2 a really good game um, some good obviously a friend of ours Brenton plays for LSU Lions and friend of the podcast John White the gaffer of Glebe Manor so um, two teams um, sadly one of them are going to lose in the Kent Cup on Sunday uh, and again, we spoke about LSU, uh, South London Union from um, from the Quota Municipal taking on LSU Lions Reserves. Jamie, plenty of games to play this weekend. Hopefully the weather is safe, is um, is kind to us, should I say. Um, I'll speak to you in a bit with the draw for the, um, for the Quota Municipal Intermediate Cup. Yes, speak to you soon. Last but not least, very much not least, Gibbs. We're back in towers. Gibbs, how you doing? I'm good, my, my friend. How are you? Was you about to call me a motherfucker then? No, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say <laughs> motherfucker. No, I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. A, a wet weekend this weekend. Um, sadly, not too much football. Not too much football played. So that will be reflected in uh, the Westfar. Dreadful weekend for it, wasn't it, really? The Westfar section. We're going to record it all the way through. So we're going to talk about... The fixtures that happened, uh, not too many. Uh, lots of PPs throughout um, the Westford game, sadly. Uh, and we'll go straight into the predictions um, for next week, the 13th. Uh, so let's get going, Gibbs. Let's go. Uh, see how many Ric Flares you can get out in uh, this recording. Uh, I think there could be possibly one. <laughs> that's about it. Uh, Burridge Blues against Woolwich Royals is the first game that comes up uh, that wasn't postponed. Uh, Burridge Blues... Uh, beating Woolwich Royals 4-3. Woolwich Royals been on a good run lately. Uh, Woolwich Royals, Boyd. Back-to-back Bailey as well. He scored back, two again yesterday. Did he score two again yesterday? Yeah, he scored two. He's not, he's not down on, on full-time yet, but um, Bailey helping them score a lot of goals, as he does in Westford. I think it was last minute as well for Burridge as well to get the winner. Ah, it's a cracking game. On yeah, the, well I think done. It's on the 3G at Meridian. Well done to Burridge Blues on a good win against a team in Woolwich Royals who have found form again uh, with... Um, it has to say, I'm um, not just blowing smoke up his eyes. A bit of a Westford legend, uh, Sam Bailey, with the amount of goals that he's scored uh, for various teams, not just uh, UTR. Um, but yeah, a good win for Burridge Blues. That'll be a welcomed relief for them. 
uh, a tricky uh, league start for them. Uh, in Division 2. Woo! <laughs> the third best division. What's best division? Uh, a massive result in the title um, chase in Division 2. Bexley Hawks showing why we have called them the favourites to win Division 2. Free zipper. I was at the game, actually. They've passed the pad. Footscray Lions passed the pad 3-0 to Bexley Hawks. Gibbs, you were there. Give us a report. Uh, Is this going to be as good as a Jimmy Horney report? Nah, definitely not a Jimmy Orney report. Um, <laughs> do you know what? It was It was even first half. Um, Matt Nucky could have scored and should have probably should have scored with by standards for Footscray in the first half. Went through two um, defenders into the box keepers come out and he's tried to dink him and it's just gone wide but by his standards you think he would have scored Footscray did have another chance where the, in the uh, cross come in the guys tried a bit of a spectacular kind of decanio volley um, when he could have probably just put his head on it and it probably would have gone in um, second half started and uh, Bexley Oaks yeah they they, just, they went one new up they just kind of found another gear um, I think it might have been a bit of legs as well for Footscray Lions I think after about an hour they did start to what was the pitch like at Sparrows? Pitch was honestly it was perfect. Like okay. you wouldn't have thought there were, it was. Don't get me wrong, the ball was zippy, um, and it was a slick surface. But there weren't. The That's pitch, what you want. The pitch didn't cut up on nothing. Honestly, Lovely. it was really good. Credit to them down at Sparrows. Um, but uh, I I'm struggling to remember the uh, the first. Oh, it's a bit of a fluke first goal. If I'm being honest, I think as we turned around, it kind of hit off the crossbar, fell off the crossbar. And the guy was just there. It was a bit of a, a mad kind of goal. But the two after that, full credit to Bexley Hawks uh, forward. They had a big um, big guy up front, a bit of a unit. And to be fair, for the second goal, I think he left two people, like two Footscray defenders on the floor. But well, he, was, he was strong. <laughs> and uh, and he slotted home nicely. Um, and then his third goal, another good finish as well, to be fair. They managed the game very well, uh, Bexley Hawks. Um, a few fouls maybe that could have been yellows should we say you know like um, tactical fouls from Bexley Hawks like when okay. uh, just to stop momentum something bit. something you'd expect the referee of the year to give I suppose yeah he did pull up for the fouls but he, he was he was okay <laughs> on the cards and I'm not trying to get anyone carded but there was a few ones you know like where a few pullbacks and stuff like that um, but it's game management from uh, from Bexley Hawks and they did really well they defended well at the back and I can't off the top of my head I can't actually remember any Clear cut chances for um, Footscray in the second half, which is un- unlike them. But that's mm. two losses on the bounce now for them. Yep. Um, conceded eight, obviously scored two, I think maybe three uh, from the Adas game. So I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, I know they have got a small squad, but they've got they have got quality. But it might just be the like the the legs after an hour or so. It might it might just catch up with them. We've seen uh, Footscray Lions don't they don't like adversity, but before when in. in um, troubling times we've seen them put their head in the sand hopefully that doesn't happen with Footscray after a comfortable season last year uh, in Division 2 now uh, we all like Footscray Lions uh, and hope they continue uh, and get back to uh, winning ways yeah Weber will sort it out don't I'm sure he will um, but yeah that's a big big result in the Division 2 title uh, race Plucky Peckham Ryan not playing yesterday against uh, Elmstead Knights. to get so and so bad, <laughs> uh, Yeah, uh, unfortunately not, but that's uh, three points in the bag for Bexley Hawks at Division 2. is looking absolutely brilliant uh, for this season. We've uh, got a lot of games in hand at the minute. We've played a lot of cup games. We've only mm. played two. I think everyone else has played like five or six. Yeah, the league tables are a shambles at the moment. Through no one's fault, the amount of cup competitions, uh, county cups and all that, the leagues are, are a state. It's going to take a long time for that to fix itself. In Division 5, uh, 
Spring Hill Blues win 2-1 against the Foresters. That's an excellent win Great for Spring Hill Blues yeah. against the Foresters. Not quite as consistent, the Foresters, this season as they were last year, even, Gibbs. Um, lots of A few more losses than expected after a brilliant performance early in the season against Eltham Lions. It's just not going quite the way Foresters expected, I think. Uh, but that's a good win for Spring Hill Blues. Much needed as well. Yeah, I mean, the Blues have been a bit hit and miss, haven't they? They've took some defeats and some wins. Um... I think both teams probably struggling for consistency. So, on the on the balance of that, you probably think it's a good, uh, a fair result on the day. Um, I mean, I'm sure Foresters will, will they'll come again and they'll get they'll get a run of games to come. Um, sorry to get some points on the board. Um, it's a tough one because that division's kind of stacked really with um, with teams. I think that can all beat each other. So I think it's probably to do with the quality of the division. To be fair, absolutely uh, a good win for Spring Hill Blues. Well done, lads. Uh, next in Division 6, the best division. The fifth best division. The best division. The, by far the best division. Uh, that's Cabras. Sorry, boys. Cabras FC lose 3-0 to left Lesser FXI. Just starting to put some wins together, Lesser. They're doing all right, uh, aren't they? Reminding us that they are a decent team uh, on their day. Um, yeah, 3-0 win against Las Cabras. A good three points for Lesser. Well done, chaps. Uh, in the County Cup... Uh, we don't need to read that one out. That's annoying that that's doing that. Uh, in the Plumstead Challenge Cup, the next one that was played, um, Barnhurst 13, Venezia Dons from the Southern Sunday 2. Woo! <laughs> but um, reports tell us that it was actually 16-2. Killick a... on the beers early doors obviously didn't play in the game and probably miscounted from the balcony at, uh, at the field of the, uh, Is it Venetian Dons? Venetia that's Dons. A, that's a long day for them in it to be fair but by all accounts from the reports they um nice bunch um, give a good account of themselves so um, fair play to them for, st- for sticking it out do you know what I mean? Well done for entering the Plumpson Challenge Cup. Yeah definitely and well done to Barnas like that's a great result representing Westford, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like 16-2, blimey. Uh, Venezia Dons play in Division 8 how, or 9. How many footballs did Luke Coleman take home yesterday, do you think? He probably scored about 15 of it. Yeah, he nicked, nicked 12 of them. He's, he's top scorer in the division already. He's still about 15. Yeah. Uh, well done, boys. Uh, in the Jewish Shield, that's Westford's FA Cup. Uh, EWD Eagles tasted defeat against Division 2 title favourites. Falconwood Sundays. Um, EWD um, playing against a good side no shame in that one at all definitely not Gibbs that's the last of the results uh, from the weekend uh, as we've done on other sections we're going to record straight through with okay. the predictions see you next week <laughs> see you next week we're going to uh, we're going to con- we're going to get straight into it the games picked this week a late change um, to those who don't see our group chats there's been some changes in the fixtures so this isn't the original lineup. Uh 75% of it is uh, but we did change one of the games. Um, first up, Borden Sports A against Rising Talents, Gibbs. This is a uh, cup game. Borden Sports A. Uh, their fixtures so far this season. They've only played one league game and that was a loss um, against, was it Meridian? Yeah, Meridian, I think. Meridian beat them on the opening day of the season. Uh, their form though, their recent form, uh, they lost 3-2 to Golden Eagles in the County Cup. Um, they beat Kingfisher on penalties after a free-all draw. Uh, they won 4-2 on pens uh, and they beat Elton Rovers 1-0 uh, in the Pete Smith Memorial Cup. Um, mixed bag for Bournemouth Sports A this year, but I know from speaking to Billy that every year is, a, is, an, is an added bonus for them this year. They're just looking to play and, yeah. and compete. They literally just want to compete. 
I think they'll compete in any game. To be fair, honestly, with um, like you always, when you play a Borden team, you know that you're going to have a physical game. They're going to come at you. They're going to defend with all that they've got, and it's just going to be a rough, a rough game. Absolutely. Um, and fair play to them. That's how that's how they make it. You know, they they condense the play, they suffocate the play. They want they want the ball, um, and when they get the ball, they're direct of it. Um, I think. Do you know what? I think that Borden will make this such a tough game for rising talents and. I think Borden will come away with the win, you know. I think um, Billy's boys will win 2-1. Two, 2-1, two, the prediction for Gibbs. I'm just going to go through some of the stats. Elliot Crabb, the top man for uh, Borden Sports A. Three goals in three games. Luke Berwick doing what he does in the Prem this season, scoring two in four. Uh, Billy Dolby, uh, one in two. Uh, Ryan Dolby, Anthony Green and Adam Wadmore, the other single um, strikers, uh, scorers, should I say, for Borden A. Uh, rising talents their season so far uh, rising talents in the senior division they find themselves eighth a win and two losses in their three games uh, and a minus one goal difference early doors though their last three games were a 3-1 win over Eltham Lions in the Pete Smith Memorial uh, they lost to Long Lane on penalties after a 3 all draw in the County Cup um, and they beat uh, the Robins Nest uh, from North Kent League 5 0 uh, in the County Cup. So a good start to the season overall um, for Rising Talents. Much improved on last year. They did struggle at times, it must be said. James 18 has four in three, uh, has four goals in three games. Ibrahim Bangora has four in four. Billy David Newton has four in six. Uh, Cameron Anderson has two in three. Uh, Sayan Okayodi has two in one. Uh, Adeyemi Amina Sean has one in four. Uh, Noah Hamelberg has one. Dan Ndu has one, two. Joseph Newton, Eddie Watson, uh, Akinwali Akinsanmi has one. Also, has no goals. Sorry, that was one. I've gone too far. Uh, Gibbs, you've gone two one to Borden on this one. Yeah, I think Borden will um, will uh, get them down on those pitches at Elton Town and. Um, I think they'll make it uh, hard. They'll make it hard. They'll make it tight. Um, and I think they'll nick a 2 1. I'm going to go 3 1. I think a little bit wider than that. Um, these are the games that Bryson Talents will not be looking forward to. No one would be looking forward to going to Borden Sports A in a cup game. Um, these are the ones that Borden want to win. They want to get to cup finals. Um, I think they've, they'll concede the league already, but the cup finals, I think, are the things that they'll be after. This season, so good luck to uh, Rising Talents at one of the toughest places to go uh, in Westford, that's for sure. Good luck to Billy, uh, part of the Selk 11 uh, team uh, as well. So we wish them luck. Uh, game two in our predictions uh, from the best division. What fifth best division? <laughs> the best division in Westford, the Selk Grassroots Podcast Network Division 6 puts together two good teams Uh in an, in a league fixture, Royal Oak against Greenwich Battle Cruisers uh, is the fixture. Royal Oak are the home team, so let's go through some of their stats. Uh, two games played, two goals, and a plus six goal difference. Uh, Greenwich Battle Cruisers sitting third in the division. Five games played, four wins, one loss, a plus six. Twelve points for the Battle Cruisers to um, Royal Oak six. But don't forget, Royal Oak with three games played less than their opponents on Sunday. Um, the last three Royal Oak fixtures, they lost 5-3 to Beacons. 
They beat Royal Oak. Uh, they beat JJ, sorry, 11-0. Uh, and they beat Intercross 7-2 in the uh, Westford Shield, which is a really, really good uh, result. The Royal Oak goal, the Royal Oak goal scorers so far. Ryan Hilton, 10 in 6. Fantastic season. Eni Penev has 8 in 5. Nick DeCruz has 4 in 6. Adam Roberts, 3 in 4. Alan Selby has 2. Uh, and the single goal scorers, Reese Henry, William Russell and Robbie Harrison, all with one each. Well done, gents. Good return for uh, Royal Oak so far this season. Uh, the Battle Cruisers, their last three games. Uh, a 4-1 win against Lesser FXI. That's looking impressive now. Lesser have had some good results so far this season. Uh, in the Mike Strong Memorial Cup, they did lose 2-1 to early pace setters, Greenwich Challenge Vets in Div 6. And they beat uh, Elton Palace actually in their second to last league game 4-1 comfortable uh, in the PCC. They'd beaten um, Thamesmead Town 6-3. The goal scorers for the battle cruisers so far this season. Jaheim Ford has eight in five. Jack Herod has six in five. Uh, Musa Ekaridi Ajiroba has four in eight. James Roddy has three in five. Uh, Charlie Delamere has two in six uh, and single scores for them. Josh Devon, Strawn Kerr and Reese Fearbold, all single scorers. Gibbs, this is tight. We've seen battle cruisers be taken close by JJ United <laughs> but they get the job done the, the battle cruisers have got the job done in so many of the games they know what they're doing Royal Oak we don't really know too much in the league where they are we've seen some impressive cup performances but in the league they haven't really played anyone they're to two, make to make no, you think I mean they're two for two they've got points on the board um, I think when they stepped up um, the other week they they lost didn't they um, in the in the cup, uh, Beacons beat Beacons five three. Yep. Um, Beating in across seven two. That's a good result. Uh, yeah, I mean, in across the division below, isn't they? No, um, there's no div division below. Oh, sorry, division this is above. the strongest yeah, division, division in Westford. Division above. Sorry, my bad. Um, I, do you know what? I'm gonna obviously have to back. I'm gonna back Josh on the cruisers. I have to. Um, they're my guys. I'm going to say Battle Cruisers 3-2. 3-2 to the Battle Cruisers. Uh, do I keep it interesting? Royal Oak will be up for this. Obviously, Battle Cruisers putting themselves about. Or good on social media. Um, they would love to get one over on them, Royal Oak. Good banter on social media. Uh, incorrectly called where we record this a shed, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Remember, they've got some old... Um... Well in Spartans, well in Spartans, Spartans, well in Park Spartans, yeah. Park Spartans with them as well. I'm going to go two one to Royal Oak. This is going to be a proper Ooh, ding dong. You are a bull bastard. This is going to be a ding dong. Just to keep it interesting, I think this is a proper mixed bag uh, from our predictors later on in the week as well, uh, where we'll be recording the Sunday League show extra. Right, this is a really good game. Gibbs has thrown this in at the last one. A bit of a spanner in the works. Um, a huge game at Barnhurst against in, AFC Sharks against AFC Bexley. Uh, but they're sharks they're sharks they shouldn't be you look at their pictures and you look at um, them as a club they could be playing higher and hold their own do you know what I mean they've got, the way they present themselves is brilliant yeah, they've got some um, some very good players playing there that can be playing definitely in high leagues um, <laughs> no, no definitely honestly they, they should be and, and that's not that's not having a dig at them that's a, a testament to them because they're a well run club um, 
they do everything right do you know what I mean um, and they've got they have got some very good players that probably could play Div 2 Div 1 but even senior do you know what I mean because they're a very organised team I think they'll I think they'll come up short against Barnhurst but I think they'll run them very close I don't think it's a, a foregone conclusion and if Bexley won I wouldn't be surprised right um, but for me I want to say Barnhurst nick it 4-3 4-3 to Barnhurst remember what the old saying both teams to score both teams will score. I, I, both teams will score in this game, but I think Barnhurst will score a few more. Let's just go through some of the stats. Barnhurst have played five, one, two, drawn one, and lost two of their five games. Seven points. Probably not the best of starts for them, uh, based on finishing pretty strongly in the senior division last season. Um, their last three games have been a 16-2 win against Venezia Dons in the Plumstead Challenge Cup, a four-all draw against Abbey Mead. Uh, and a 4-2 win against Hollisters in the um, County Cup. <clears throat> uh, Barnhurst are playing... Who are they playing? AFC Bexley. AFC Bexley. Division 4. Uh, AFC Bexley. Top of the pile. Four games played. Three wins and a draw. Plus seven goal difference. Ten points. Bexley's last few games. When it When it comes on. It's not going to do it. Anyway, Bexley on, on a very good run um, at the moment. Unfortunately, uh, full-time, not playing ball uh, to let me have a look at the goal scorers. But a fantastic uh, run of form. Bexley are in. Gibbs, you've backed um, Barnos to win 4-3. I think it's going to be a bit wider than that. But I do think Bexley will give Barnos an early scare. Uh, as you say, there's some good players there in Bexley. The whole presentation of the club, be it on social media or be it through the pictures and kits and all that stuff, they are definitely they are definitely doing it properly. Um, Barnard's been doing it for 25 years though uh, and they're not going to want a cup set against the lower place team. I'm going to back Barnard's to win 5-2. Luke Carman to nick a hat-trick off the end of someone else's toe uh, <laughs> in the game. Uh, game four last but not least um, is one of the uh, Silk Grassroots Division 6 teams the Greenwich Challenge Vets uh, current pace setters in the division well not pace setters but um, joint top only on goal difference Bexley Village Vets top of the division Greenwich Challenge Vets um, second five wins from their five games 15 goal difference av averaging um, three goals a game are the Challenge Vets they take on um, Sid Cup who are top the division five or f yeah five division five uh sid cup the same five wins um from their five games 14 goals scored uh 15 points there's nothing between these two uh sid cups last few games have been um a one-all draw against lesser uh lesser winning on penalties uh, a one-all a one-nil win sorry against blackfen and erif from um the senior division probably the standout result of the season so far um, for Sid Cup, um, they also beat Lewisham Tamils one a uh, four one uh, the week before that. Um, they've beaten um, Challenge Vets five one. They've beaten Hartford Athletic Blues eight uh, three. They've beaten New Cross Reserves five one. Uh, their opening day of the season was a tough win, a good win against four a four three win against Bexley Knights. Probably showing um, they're a different team this year. Underachieved last year, despite getting to a, um, a cup final. 
Um, they would have wanted to have done better in the league. Uh, Connor Michael McKee is their top scorer, seven in six. Uh, Dan Watts has seven in seven. Tommy Sharples has six in eight. Uh, Jack James has two in seven. Uh, ben Coombs, George Farrington, Kareem Haddy, uh, and Jordan Wallace all one goal apiece for Sid Cup. Um, the Bexy, uh, the Greenwich Challenge Vets boys. Five for five. Look at him. Perfect. Both teams five for five. Uh, Greenwich Challenge Vets last three games: a four-three win against FC Cabras, a two-one defeat of the Battle Cruisers in the Cup. Mike Strong Cup, a 5-1 battering of AFC Sport in Greenwich uh, in Division 6. And they squeezed past Bexley Knights. After a 2 draw, they squeezed past Bexley Knights 4-3 on pens uh, in the, the Plumstead Challenge Cup. Not having it all their own way, but the Challenge Vets seem to be getting the results over the line. That is the most important bit. Uh, the goal scorers for Greenwich Challenge Vets, Thiago Vargo Pinto as 6-8. Um, uh, Vicinius Alexander De Santos as five in seven, uh, Mateus Araujo as four in six, Richard Fowler three in six, Leon Wallace three in eight. Lots of goal scorers. Yeah, uh, Mario Wagner Fraga de Jesus as two in five, and the longest name in Westford. Lewing, uh, Wellington Luis Gayon as two in eight, Adrian uh, Gentles as two in three, uh, <laughs> Nicholas Keller Kellia. Matthew Laffin and Carl Pocock all have one goal. Cole's a goalkeeper, so he's got a goal, and I know he's got a goal to his name. That's crazy. <laughs> Some names there for the Greenwich Challenge Vets to take on, to challenge a podcast um, host, Gibbs. Both teams, five for five in their leagues. Both teams looking like a promotion is 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 on. Do you know what? C Cup have started so well... Um... And obviously, the names give it away. Greenwich Challenge Vets. I've, do you know what? I'm, I know they've had a really good start, um, Greenwich Challenge Vets, but I think Sig Cup might be a bit. They're playing with a lot of confidence at the minute. They're mm. um, they're young. Um, I see. I can see Sig Cup winning this. To be honest, and I think it might be a little bit convincing. I would say Sig Cup three one. Three one to Sig Cup. The young legs, and higher placed opposition. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's your one. That's my one. Trying to nick my result here, player. <laughs> uh, you're going for. Uh, C Cup 3-1 yeah the the young legs and the higher placed opposition might just be too much for Greenwich Challenge Vets I'm willing to go along those lines as well I do think it will be tighter Greenwich Challenge Vets scoring some goals um, as our Sid Cup I'm going to go 3-2 Sid Cup in this one um, good luck to both teams uh, that's going to be that's probably my favourite game I must say or the Bexley one against Barnhurst from those four games um I mean, they're all good games. Royal Oak and Greenwich, Greenwich Battle Cruisers is going to be a battle. Right, so let's have a look at some of the fixtures for the coming week before we get on with the Croydon Municipal Cup draw. Let's find the 13. The Barnyard Draw. <laughs> the Barnyard Draw. I'm sure we'll hear that again later. Right, the fixtures for this week, Sunday the 13th of November. Belvedere Derby again. The Inter the yeah, Inter-Belvedere and and Erith and Belvedere go again uh, down at Thamesmead. Uh, that's a real good game. Both teams, Nova team obviously playing this week, so they'll be itching to get back to football. Uh, Burridge Blues against Kingfisher. In Div 2, look, the three title favourites all playing league games, look. 
Adidas, Mottingham. You'd expect them to win. Duchess of Kent against Advent Light. Well, ah, so you've done it. And Falconwood, Bolden Sports. You'd probably expect Falconwood to win that as well. If you're going off the form, do you know what I mean? Bolden haven't played in a little while. I've seen what you've done there. Despicable. I didn't do it. Junior Reds, seniors against Bexley Eighth in Division 3 is a good game. In Division 4, um, dancing oh, dancing Albion Highfield Rivers South East Maroon against Avery Hills. Yeah, good that's game. a very good game. Very good game. Avery um, Hill just getting knocked out of the Plumpsy Cup against um, Sports King and making a very good account of themselves against the top side. Uh, Peckham Wright A against Chimera. They've got they owe Chimera one, didn't they? For you? No, I can't. I like I have to like Chimera, Chimera now. The guy's on the committee <laughs> as well. Mike's on the committee, so I have to like Chimera. Uh, <laughs> Elton Lions reserves take on Thamesmead Town Elton Lions looking to get back to form early season form uh, and Thamesmead Town uh, that awkward team they are they have nicked results so that won't be an easy one for Elton Lions reserves at all uh, Bexley Knights against Greenwich Hotshots uh, Spring Hill Blues against EWD in Division 5 in the best division in West for the Silk Grassroots Podcast Network Division 6 uh, Lesser take on um, Elton Palace and we've seen some form now for Lesser FXI and Elton Palace are anything but in form. That could be a tough one. Uh, JJ take on FC Cabras. Cabras do won't want to be that team that gets that L from um, JJ. But Definitely it, not, it, but it's very it possible could, this week. This know? week it could happen. We, we could all be celebrating a, a JJ United win this we week. We could. Um, not too loudly oh, though. We remain respectful to FC Cabras. We've got um, New Park this week. New Park against... In, uh, in the cup and do you know what a f- fair play to the new part lads shout them out because uh, I was sitting in the cafe yesterday uh, morning before I went to Sparrows and they all walked in like <laughs> um, about six of them seven of them walked in and uh, they was good lads and they said that they listened to the podcast and they enjoyed the podcast so um, fair play to new park yeah I mean good luck and uh, a good bunch but I hope we don't yeah. win this week <laughs> someone's got to enjoy the podcast yeah. not, not many do yeah. But, um, but fair, yeah fair play to them Thank you, boys. Um, the Bosco take on Tamara Reserves in the County Cup. Uh, Rose and Crown of Welling go. Uh, Rose and Crown Welling go against fellow uh, Westford team in the London Sunday Junior Cup. The SC 69ers. Not an easy job. Not an easy game for either team. Um, but that will be a good one. Good luck both teams representing uh, the league. Uh, in the Plumpsy Challenge Cup was the Borden Sports A against Rising Talents. Uh, let's have a look some other fixtures Beacons against Sporting Beacon, Greenwich Beacons Sporting Greenwich Be- new look Beacons will punish Sporting Greenwich if they're not on Bexley their game Oh, what a game that's a big game Bexley Hawks Abbeymead fantastic Crayford against Crockenhill brilliant good game um, Eltham Lions Hartford big game uh, it's load, there's loads of them you yeah. literally could reel them off K Sports against Jam in the PCC is going to be a good game excellent game uh, Forza Greenwich against Meridian the Jewish Shield, good game. Push against Bexley Village Vets, good game. Uh, Barker have got to go all the way down to Sittingbourne to Whitehorse from the uh, Maidstone and Mid-Kent League for uh, their Plumpsy Challenge Cup. That would be on 3G, I think, so uh, that will go ahead. Woolwich Royals, Bulltarks, what a game. That is, um, yeah, New Park against Peckham Ryer, Plumpsy Challenge Cup. Uh, the next round draw, or be the next couple of rounds, coming soon. We're just waiting for these games to be played so we haven't got too many uh, x versus z's or x versus y's on the on the draw we don't like all that stuff so um rightly uh, jace is waiting for um for some games to be played before we can do the draw but it is coming uh, definitely we've had a lot of interest in that as well yeah um, from external teams obviously um, wanting to know the draw and so it should be it should, there's some big teams in it now do you know what i mean so it's um it's a good cup yeah 
Very good. Uh, Spartans from the Quota Municipal take on Junior Reds uh, Athletic. Gibbs, that's the end of the podcast. Very quick this week. Very quick this week, yeah. Uh, I'll see you next week. Hopefully with a win to talk about against um, New Park. It won't be easy. Uh, Let's hope so, mate. It's going to be a tough game, but um, we'll see. Speak to you soon. Cheers, mate. Bye. So, yet another week. Another cup draw, gentlemen. Thanks for joining me for you this. Know, since we started recording these, I've got a fringe now. You know, <laughs> you also been waiting that long. The intermediate cup draw uh, round one in the Quota Municipal is with us. So two previous weeks, uh, we've had the League Challenge Cup and the Senior Cup, and this week the Pigstar Cup. Now we've got the, the Cowshed Shield. Is <laughs> the intermediate cup? These games due to be played in the new year uh, on the eighth of January. Uh, let's go through uh, all 16 teams in the draw, 16 balls in the draw. Uh, first is Albo. Uh, number two is Addington United. Number three, AFC Shirley. Number four, Dynamo Duppers. That's the uh, last of the uh, Division One teams in the cup. Uh, Division Five, uh, Division what? Five, Ball Five, uh, Sandersted. Ball Six, Fortnite Rangers. Seven, South London Royals. Eight. South London Union, number nine is FC25, number 10, Addiscombe Corinthians, number 11, Purley St. Germain, number 12, Gold Coaching Reserves, number 13, Huxley Guards, number 14, Quirden United, uh, 15 is KFC, and 16 is a bye. Just to uh, remind everybody, uh, the split for the senior and intermediate cups were made uh, at the, from the league tables at um, on Monday the 24th of October that's the that's been the the line in the sand uh for the split in these two cups by um the league committee so let's go as previous weeks uh Jamie will draw the home teams and Gibbs will draw the away three teams three weeks in a row Roger ain't showed up for these draws <laughs> <laughs> no, three weeks in a row yeah, <laughs> no Roger I know I know uh Jamie please go game one Their home teams last week got an absolute fucking cushy draw. Number seven. Number seven, South London Royals. That's our own Amari's team from the prediction show. They're taking on number ten. Number ten. Addiscan Corinthians. Next up in game two. Number nine. Number nine, FC25 at home. Two. We'll play number six. Number six, Thornton Heath Rangers. Big, big buffer. <clears throat> number five. Number five, Sandersted. A bit live over that one. Good save there. Good save, keeper. Number 16. Number 16, bye. Sandersted with a bye to round two of the Intermediate Cup. Number 12, one, two. Number 12, goal coaching reserves. One, two. One of the reserves. James just telling me. Ted reserves. I know. Number two. Number two, Addington United. It's a tough game. For who? For goal coaching. Oh, is it? 
Number 14. Number 14, Croydon United. We'll play number three. Number three, AFC Shirley. Number 15. Number 15, KFC. Were bottom of the division when this split was made. What is that abbreviation for? It's not it's Kentucky just... Fried Chicken. No, it's, I'm not it's saying some, it is. No, I'm just like, saying that. It's someone's name, FC. Oh, okay, okay. We'll play number eight. Number eight, South London Union against KFC. Game seven. Number one. Number one, Albo. Albo at home. At the time of the split, Albo the highest placed team in the Intermediate Cup. Number four. Against number four. Dynamo Duffers last year's final drawn in the first round. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Who won it? Duffers won it, but they've had a, a torrid time at the start of the season. Albo looking to get their own back at the first time of asking in the competition. Number 13. Number 13, Huxley Guards. We'll play number 11. Play number 11, Pearly St. Germain. That's the draw. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, everybody. Let's run through the the, uh, the games. Uh, South London Royals against Addiscombe Corinthians. FC 25 against Fulton Heath Rangers. Sandersted get a bye. Goal Coaching Reserves against Addington United. Croydon United against AFC Shirley. KFC against South London Union. Albo United against Dynamo Duppers. Huxley Guards against Pearly St. Germain. Thank you very much, gents. That's our last cup draw until we get the Plumstead Challenge Cup. I'll see you next time. See you next time. So that is it. The end of another show. Thank you to Jamie, Graham, Gibbs and Roger for their help this week. Looking at the Southern Sunday, the OBD SFL, Westfer and the Quarter Municipal. Thank you to our sponsors, the Down to Play app, Match Arc, Magpie Recruitment, Baldwin Sports Youth, Grassroots Football, GRF, Skipper Sportswear, Adrenaline Rush Laser Tag, at NJPGD and Awards FC. Thank you for listening to the show and I'll see you next week. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.